Good evening, morning, afternoon, whatever applies to you. And we're back with EuroLeague. Worlds is over, obviously, and we're not going to you know, do a roundup or anything like that. We all got our amazing opinions out there into the ether. And let's just say we never need to revisit them again, at least as far as mine are concerned. So moving swiftly on back to Europe and, uh, well, yeah, out of the furnace into the fire, I guess, because uh, it's, it's, uh, it's a fucking travesty. Let's be honest, boys. Anyway, today I am joined, of course, as always, by Mr. Kira and fellow Maorang enjoyer, Mr. Gilius. Uh that's one good thing, I guess, that came from this offseason. That cunt's gone. So moving on. Uh, right. Well, oh, sorry, I was about to get into it. Jesus, almost forgot my patented would you rather. And I'm afraid, Kira, it's back to silly season because I ran out of esports themed things to ask about. Okay, and okay. it's just easier to steal them off Reddit, isn't it? So, uh, yeah, here I'll we go. Then. Actually, this one isn't stolen, but I'm sure the next however many will be. Uh, but yeah, so my question for you guys, and I'll start with you, Gilius. Would you rather be credited in human history for curing cancer, but when you cured cancer, you had a lab partner? I'm sure many uni students can attest to this. And your lab partner basically did all the work, but you're the one who gets credited with it. And you know deep down that you didn't really do fucking anything, and this guy did everything but you're the guy you're the name that goes down in history is that guy cured cancer or would you rather be the lab partner who actually cured cancer but will probably never really get any of the credit i i would rather be the the guy who actually cured and could not got no recognition oof Right, yeah. get a, get a polygraph on that cunt right now. I'm uh, am I am I buying this? Look into my eyes, Gilius, and say that again. Is that really? You could be go down as the guy who cured cancer. Hundred percent, bro. Okay. I okay. yeah, I'd rather be the guy who actually did it. That sounds like a challenge itself and a journey. You know, it sounds pretty fun to be a lab rat and just. Actually, I'm not sure if it's that fun. But <laughs> probably not. No, <laughs> but not, if you <laughs> when you actually got got it down in the end, it's probably really satisfying. And in the end of the day, the truth will always come out. There will always be the truth coming out that who who was the real inventor. So I'd really rather be that guy, more okay, real, okay. you know. What about you, Kira? So I don't want any world governments uh, killing me. So I'll be the guy that did cure it and uh, did uh, <laughs> like uh, didn't get the credit for it. I would like to remain alive in this in this chosen scenario and to live a long and prosperous life of a middle like middling salary, you know, and just uh, go through rather glad because I can imagine the horrific motorbike accident that that person's going to be involved in at one point or another in the future. So there we go. <laughs> That's my one for it. Hmm. What yeah. about you, Mister Rich? I'm I'm taking the credit. I'm taking the credit. Oh, like, here's okay. the thing. Here's the thing. Like obviously, it, 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 there's a caveat, right? Like I would never lie about it. Like if people are saying, like, oh, is it true that you did all the work? But I no. But if it's a situation where basically, no matter how much you say, well, really, you know, my good buddy Joe did most of it, and people are like just rolling their eyes, like, yeah, whatever. We know you're the man. If it's like that scenario where I'm always trying to like give the person his props, but I'm still getting all the credit, I'll take that. But if I'm in a situation where I like, have to lie about it, then no, fuck that. That would be. You're just a fraud at that point, right? But like yeah. the lab partner had to do a little bit of work, right? Like even if you didn't, even if you weren't the guy who had the eureka moment, I was in the room, you know, I was uh, cleaning yeah. up the Petri dishes or whatever. Like I contributed. So yeah, if other people want to misalign the credit, 
then that's fine by me. And let me snowball that into... This is the other thing, right? Like, once you're credited with being the person who cures cancer, I'm pretty sure you can get funding for pretty much anything you want. And then you make it right by getting funding for, you know, some very philanthropic, um, you know, sort of uh, deeds and, you know, going after other big picture... Uh, improving humanity, like pursuits. You can only pursuits. do that if you're alive, Rich. You can only do that if you're alive. That's oh, all I'm saying. Nah, I'm nah. No one, no one can. I'm, I'm a, I'm a trained ninja, mate. I've got <laughs> cameras everywhere. Don't you worry about that. So yeah, now nah, I'll, I'll take the credit, but I'll, I'll always try and give my props. They just won't be received, and if so, so be it. Uh, right. Anyway, moving on to all things esports because we have to get through all ten teams today. We won't spend too long on some of the more, you know, simple teams. G two, for example, didn't fucking change anyone did they but what we will do is we'll go by alphabetical order and talk about these teams so surprisingly k is actually the first letter in the alphabet uh in, in terms of lec who knew uh so let's start with uh everyone's favorite french fandom k corp uh now for people who don't know they're bringing up cabochard saken and targamas from obviously their lfl team last split and they're plugging in everyone's favorite sporadic jungler, Bo. And of course, Mr. Upset, who at one point, it looked like he might not actually get a team, which is pretty mind-blowing. But, you know, then again, there are a lot of AD carries and not all of them are mean teammates. I've said too much. Uh, right, anyway, um, as someone who was uh, actually teammates with Upset, Gilius, maybe you have a little bit of insight into this team because as a sort of, you know... Uh, I wasn't. On Schalke, no? You were never. Oh well, there we I go. mean, we, we we were planning to join the same team for years, but it never happened. He joined Schalke. Yeah. And OG, uh, upset went to OG, and that was when was it? Uh, Law yeah, that's the time period. That wasn't when Lolo yeah. came. Lolo didn't play with Upset, did he? Who was the jungler? Lolo. Uh, Lurox. Who was? Lurox never played with Upset either. Okay. Well, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> scrap that from the tape. So. Uh, anyway, what what do you make of this team, Gilius? Uh, do you think this... I mean, I would say, and I did say on Twitter, I think it's a lot of good players who, in my opinion, are not particularly well-balanced because, you know, you have uh, an AD carry who typically is fairly resource-heavy. Um, you have a top laner who likes to play a lot of carry picks. And then you have Bo, who obviously has struggled a bit when he's not played carry junglers. So what do you, what do you think of this team? Um... I mean, first of all, to the team building, I think it was pretty well built, this team. I think it's fair to give Cabo, Saken, and Tagamas an LEC shot after winning EU Masters. And they have been, I think Cabo and Saken have been with the organization for many years. So I think it's nice to see some loyalty to be paid, right? Like uh, they stuck to the team and now they get that chance. I think picking up Bo and Upset was also the best moves they could have made. Getting like a X Factor jungler and bow when he performs, he can like take over the map and really smurf. And upset, obviously, one of the best AD carries. So, also the coaching staff is very interesting. Yamato plus Stake, I think. Yeah. I, I think that's pretty cool uh, that we get Stake in the LEC. You know, I always <laughs> like that guy for some reason. So. He's haircut by it's any the chance? Hair, yeah, it's the hair. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So. I think it's going to be interesting. Like, I wouldn't rate this team too too high for now. Obviously, they can always pop off, but um, I think Sarkin and Cabo will definitely need to get adjusted to LEC level. Like, I'm not sure how they're going to do laning-wise. Um, 
if they're going to do well or bad, uh, we will have to see. But other than that, I think well well built team to me. Hmm. What do you think, Hero? Uh, see, I'm always really big on like cons- when you come into a league early with consistent synergies with people that have played like before. It was like a big thing for me for like a lawyer Nesky like last year. Uh, so you've got and let me get it right. So it's Targamas, Cabo, and Sakin all played with each other last year, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, right, okay. Now the thing is, is usually those aren't really the most synergistic roles outside of like mid like support. But the big one for me is what can like upset and upset and Targamas do for like Bo because as okay outside of like talking about Bo. Like and what like he could be and possibly is. I'm more interested in like what we actually did see. Now there was a lot of factors like going into the problems of like vitality. But for me, when you I look at like what Bo was like wanting to do on the map, I'm not saying it was like perfect. And a lot of times in summer, I thought it was actually sometimes just straight up like bad for a variety of different reasons. But <clears throat> the the good periods were often informed more on like what each player could do from. So I think like upset and target mass like playing for like Bo. Now that's not something I've usually seen Upset do. Usually Upset's way more inclined. Even when he has like Razork, is that the jungler comes to him to even like for example in Fnatic, Razork would always be there on level three to cover the lane crash. Regardless of whether or not he needed to be there, that was like a very common thing. You had to go check like the heat map from like the time on red side. He literally had the same path like nine consecutive red side games. It's really crazy. Um, that could have just been a thing that they agreed on in Fnatic. It wasn't like the best time period. It was the summer Fnatic uh, that they only got in just. But it's a tendency I've seen from Upset before. Like when I looked at Vitality, AD, like it's not like Upset Bowl ADC Jungle has like a huge synergy. So as much of there is a core here, I don't know how much holdover in terms of like team. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, is yeah. going to actually be there. Like if I told you, oh, it's three out of five of K Corp. I'm not sure, and you can confirm this because it's something I don't know. Supposedly, Cabo Shard's like a big voice in teams. He's like a leader. Yeah. Like in game, yeah? Yeah. So that's like a difference. It's like, and so that could be good because so, well, some teams, it's usually, sometimes like junglers are like supports because they like set up their like, map and the lane, pre- like lane pressure, it, the lane states. But if Cabo's like a big uh, voice in the map, that could be good for like the team because then Bo's not having to like speak. Maybe English is whatever. You know what I mean? There's no like, he, yeah. Here's my big problem with this team, though. And why, like, I like a lot of the pieces on the team, but I, I don't think this is a well-constructed team because Bo. I mean, I can't say from like personal experience if this is like completely true, but it does seem like from talking to people, this is kind of the case. Obviously, English not great. Wasn't like a massive voice on Vitality. Okay. And support is a mute. So jungle support, yeah, effectively exactly. a mute, which to me is like not a good recipe for success and i think that last scene like and by the way patrick like talks less than upset i would say like overall as a an ad carry and upset's going to need to talk a lot in that lane um because when last seen in like lec targamas and patrick was one of the worst lanes i've ever seen like at that level it was horrendous so targamas actually has to do a lot to convince me because I think support pool in Europe in general is terrible. And while Targamas was like fine at the sort of ERL uh, EU Masters level last split, when he did play the other supports who were like decent, like Camilius, for example, at EUM, he got fucking diffed, dude. This guy was getting diffed by like the better ERL support. So 
I'm not convinced by Targamas. I think he's straight up. I'm not saying like historically, right here, right now, and maybe he'll come into the split on fire. I think he's not good. I think he's straight up bad. I think especially when you don't have good comms from that position, that is a death sentence. And when you don't have a Yankos, like, you know, Targamas Yankos is a dream synergy because Yankos does all the talking for him. He knows where to be on the map. And Targamas can Just has roam. to be there. Yeah, he can roam well and he can be in the right place at the right time, but not of his own volition, not for his own comms. So I think that's a massive problem. And then the solo lane is, yeah, yeah. Cap, cap, yeah go on, Gilles. Yeah, can I go back to my point? I mean, you, you, you said it like correctly. Like, obviously, this team is not built well, but I said I like the team building because they're giving like these yeah. people a shot, right? Yeah, 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 sure, yeah. Sure. Like, the, like the, obviously, they could have signed, like, in my mind, Abadaga, Finn top lane, maybe Trimby support, and you could have had like a top three roster, right? And it's for sure wasn't their budget to do this. But I also understand why they need to give these people a shot. Why and we might, yeah, we might actually see these people like like Kabu, Sarkin, and Tagamas eventually get removed from the roster uh, when they underperform, which I think they might do, you know. So um, it's just a test here, I think, for K-Corp. Yeah. And then yeah. for me, the the issue with this is you you sign upset, um, and you said that you want Kalist in the future. Yeah, upset's yeah, taking a yeah. massive risk because yeah. he either has to be yeah. the best player and he either has to be like the best player in Europe or he's gone in a year. Mm. Yeah, I think it's uh, quite crazy like what might happen after Kalis is eligible because to me the way K-Corp is running their team right now it, it it even feels like even if Upset has the year of his life, he's gone anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, could, yeah. That could, that could you know and happen. you know the thing for Upset that sucks as well it's like there's no, I don't think there's anyone in Europe who doesn't know what upsets, pros and cons are. Everyone knows he's a really good player. Everyone knows what the negative things are. So it's like you're either choosing to sign upset with full info, everyone has full info, or you're choosing not to sign him, right? And there were actually very few teams who were interested based on the pros and cons that wanted to sign him, even though everyone knows he's really good. So it's kind of awkward for upset at the moment because it is like... If they bring in Callist, which I'm sure they will because of the French angle, and Callist is pretty good as well. Like, Regardless of whether right or wrong, I think that will yeah. happen. He's the star He's the star, star boy, right? So like, he will come in almost certainly. And then, yeah, Upset's in a, in a tricky spot. So if I'm Upset, I just work like on my personal branding this year. And like maybe, <laughs> yeah. I, maybe I come out as like a born-again Christian Learn, or something. And like... Learn some French. Yeah, pi pi <laughs> pictures of me in a French soup kitchen, maybe. Like, oh, meals in for the, the boys. Primary, yeah, because yeah, like no, but he is he's in a tricky position. I feel like a player like Upset should never be like borderline out of the league, you know? Like he's so talented. This guy should always have a spot, but... You know, teams in league are about synergy and people getting along and this kind of stuff. So, yeah, it is what Here's it is. It's kind of uh, it, it's kind of interesting how the people who went to the Korean boot camp all almost ended up teamless. Mm. Like this is what I realized because the LEC teams and the ERL teams for some reason were in a hurry this off season to like sign everyone so quickly. Budget caps and, that were coming yeah. in, maybe. Yeah, they, I, I, it just made no sense. Like. I think 19th November is the date where contracts run out and people already had their rosters um, ready start of November. It, there was a lot of bullshit going on. But I think it was a massive disadvantage for people to go to Korea, actually, which yeah. should not be the case, you know? Like going to Korea out of your own... Of. 
yeah, it's like you yeah. pay it out of your pocket, you know, and you get a nice boot camp in with like insane players. But yeah, the way this offseason went was like really weird. Honestly, it was kind of it was, it was kind of a disadvantage to be playing at Worlds because teams were moving so quickly. It's like, oh, yeah. imagine if a team had made like, imagine, I mean, I know that they posted publicly about some shit, which, spoiler alert, wasn't really true. But like when people like Trimby or whoever say like, hey, I didn't really have that much time. Imagine if Trimby's team had made semis or something. They'd be even more turbo fucked on time, you know? Yeah. It would have been, uh, but yeah, on you go, Kira. So when we're talking about all these players, and particularly like mid and top, because they're the roles that have changed drastically going into the next season. Because top is like really isolated now. If you look at if anything we know about like map shape, like top lane, for this, if this doesn't force Europe to actually start caring about this role, the, 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 we can go no further and the region is really doomed. Because like top lane is going, you're going to have a lot of isolated like yeah, it's, ungank it's ungankable, right? Yeah, yeah. No, it's not that it's ungankable, it's just that the Kinda setup is. and. No, but the setup and requirements. You can still dive it. You can still like like crash dive it. You can still um if the person's like too far to like the north, the gank distance is basically the same from rivers. Uh, if you play stuff like Zach or anything with terrain scaling, uh, effectively not a lot is like changed too much. I know they're not the most common picks, but I'm just giving an example. Yeah, sure. So it depends on what's picked. Depends, but th it's made it a lot more isolated, right? And mid is as well, right? Um, where like you're gonna have a lot less, possibly a lot less influence of like, you know what I mean? For example, in winter last year, and spring we seen SK like abuse Sejuani Silas. That's so much harder to do with the new map, in my opinion. And they were getting like wins against uh, Koi doing that against like Larson. And I feel like these types of combos and these like th this type of, like structure, when you think about like a like the players, a lot more of their like individual like laning yeah. and less of how they can use their teammates is going to matter. In my opinion, is going to matter a lot more now. For Sakin, I'm less convinced it's going to be that much of a problem. There's a if anything about this year's told us anything. Right, Mid has gotten more and more handshaking as like the year went on. Basically, just as a general rule of thumb, it just got like you know what I mean, like the amount of aggressive trading that was happening in mid in Europe just got less and less and less for variety of reasons. Champion pool, top lane for me though, and <clears throat> on this pack, I don't know what the picks are going to be. But even if it's like tanks versus tanks, like how do you think somebody like Cab or Cabo is going to like play into the field? Because the field now in top lane is really aggressive. It's like Oscarinen. Broken Blade, possibly Wonder, Jagenda, Irrelevant, Photon. Like, I'm sorry. Like, that's... It's a pretty big fucking game, to be honest. Like, that's yeah. not bad. Yeah, so, top level. And they go, yeah, and they go, like, pretty deep in terms of, like, where they can go in terms of picks. Do you think... Like, I've, you've watched Cabo a lot more than me, guys. Do you think he's going to be able to follow? Does this suit Cabo? Like, what do you think? I mean, I used to play with Cabo. Mm -hmm. Vitality, but back, back that that's like really different times, right? He was a lot better then. Like, yeah, I, I feel like so. My impression yeah. of Kabashab watching him in the ERL so the last however long is like he feels like a gatekeeper player. Where I feel that if you manage to do well against him on the ERL level, you're probably like a pretty good top, but. That doesn't mean that Cabo himself, if you put him in LEC, will suddenly be like a top five LEC player. I think he's a classic gatekeeper player where he's probably good enough to play LEC, I would say. Um, okay. But I don't think he's not going to come in and be, you know, bodying. He's not going to look like Prime Alfari in lane or something, you know. No, it's no, no. not going to be anything like this. So I think he'll play 
you know, some pretty meta style picks. I think he'll be fine, but he's not like he's not going to be a heavy wing con for K Corp throughout the season. I mean, his I think it's an advantage to Cabo that Yamato's the coach because from working with Yamato, like what I like realizes that he's like really really smart about mid and top lane. Like that's like his specialties, like to like know the meta really well and teach how the game should be played over there. So I, I think th that will be helpful for them. And then I guess the map changing is good for Cabo too, to be honest, because um, if the meta is, like, if everything in the game changes so much, it's kind of a new beginning and like new chance for everyone else, like to for everyone to... Yeah, fresh start. Yeah, fresh start. Yeah. Everyone starts at level one, right? They might as well have named this fucking game League of Legends two. And with this patch, it's a massive yeah. change. It's, it's like, yeah, it's like everyone has to like start from scratch. So and, it's and anyone's even, game, you know. We didn't even think it. Okay, I'm not going to take too much in the minutia and all that, but like, even something as simple as who can figure out like the item, like one item. What are the best items? One, two, three. You know what I mean? We've had these items here for like three, four years almost. It feels like, or like. Some of the, like some changes and people still don't like use that effectively. We're going into like an entirely new pool of like items. Crazy, it's, going to, yeah. it's going to be fuck. See some of the stuff that people are going to build by the way, like gold leads and that. It's going to be really funny to see what people prioritize. But anyway. But yeah. So yeah, let's uh, let's let's move on from K Corp uh, and let's start talking about XL. Um, so XL, for anyone who doesn't know, obviously they're keeping Otto, Peach, and Patrick. And they've signed Ignar, which is a name a lot of people be familiar with. And a name that maybe some people won't be as familiar with is their mid laner, Jackies. Um, now, if you guys don't know about Jackies, I can straight up tell you that Let me tell you. <laughs> this guy is like, okay, so here's the thing. This guy, in, he's looked fairly decent in some games at the level that he was playing. I believe this guy has been signed as uh, a stat-based signing. Let's put it like that. I think oh, he does, yeah. I think he does very well, very well in certain metrics. Um, you know, he's good in solo queue in a bunch of different... You know, he's one of those guys that if you go on Mobilitics and go on the little hexagon graph, he's like maxing out all the little things on the hexagon, you know? So, yeah, I want to... I wanted to talk about that too, actually. Yeah, you can finish, sorry. Oh, yeah, so I was just going to say, so I think it's fair to say this was a business decision, uh, a, a budget decision, for, if we're going to be a bit more specific. Um, and yeah, I, I'm certainly not going to write this guy off. I, I can't give too much more insight other than that, but interesting pickup. What do you think, Gilius? I mean, look, like, I don't really, like, I'm all for rookies, you know? I've worked with so many rookies. I know the potential of, like, teaching a young player and, like, seeing him smurf red. Like, I've done this so many times. But look, my problem with this roster decision is I've been told by over 10 to 15 people why Jackies was signed. And I just can't get over the, the fact that how, how they signed him. So last year, apparently Excel has a guy working for them who has like a really in, insanely good computer. Shout out uh, Samir. Yeah, he used to work for so, HGK. Yeah, so this guy's computer basically told them you should pick up um what's his name peach, ah, peach. Oh, peach. Yeah, yeah. peach came out the computer said peach is the best jungler in whatever league they were looking for they got peach 
And results-wise, they went to LEC finals. Was Peach good at all in regular season? No, he was dog shit. But yeah, dog shit. the results say otherwise, right? Peach, uh -huh. the computer did work, right? Mm -hmm. So now they're, I guess they like let the computer do his thing. Like Abadaga was searching for options, right? Looking, looking around. I don't think he was saying no to Axel. He would probably have stayed. Um, so the computer said, yeah, get, get Jackie's. And they signed Jackie's. So I just, I'm not really buying that, you know? Like, I, I don't think the world works that way, where a computer tells you a player is good and then you sign him. Uh, I think it's absolute bullshit. I, I actually think it's disgusting if, this, if, if it's true, right? I don't know if this stuff is true. It's, uh, definitely, what I'm hearing. it's definitely true, but here's the, okay. So here's the thing. So a bunch, a bunch of teams have similar systems, similar computers, whatever. My default position is stats in League of Legends are a complete fucking meme. And if you can't tell if someone is good or not by eye test, then you just shouldn't be in a position where you're making these decisions anyway. 100%. Like that's just complete fucking horseshit to me. I do think stats can be useful like certain deep dive stats can be useful but you need so much context to tell the story because if you're in a rough matchup in solo queue it's not even about if you're like playing jeweler into jeweler if you're playing i don't know fucking kazakh's lee sin or then the reverse matchup like you can collect all this data but if your top lane's trolling if your bot lane's in a weird matchup everything affects everything if your blue side red side like there is infinite infinite variables in league of legends to the point where most stats you can just throw them in the fucking bin they're absolutely useless and there are certain plays pathing decision making like high iq shit that you can see with your eyes where you can look at and the stat will never give you that information you can say that guy's smurfing that I mean, what that guy did was smart or vice versa it also depends where the stats were collected right if it's lec stats like a guy with we're only talking about his the, the person's stats in the lec or, or or at worlds or at msi then maybe it has more they're all solo queue stats all these teams are yeah, using I mean, only <laughs> solo queue stats by the way only and solo well, which league did jackie's play polish league no czech league czech league, czech league. i mean even worse bro what <laughs> the fuck is this like who cares he's, about he, these he stats he was the hat point master summer 2023 best individual statistical player I mean, it's nice, you know, like, I don't want to take credit away. I mean, at least he did that, but he's also a super young guy, probably doesn't even know why he's getting flamed. I just have an issue with Abadaga not playing in LEC and Jackie's playing. It's like, it just makes no fucking sense, bro. Like, I mean, yeah. how can you take Abadaga into your team, go to LEC finals and then not resign him? Like, please explain this to me. How, how does this make any sense? I mean, so I think, like, I, I like... Abba, and I think he leveled up himself a lot during last season. If if XL had decided not to re-sign him and had gone with someone else, like, I don't know, tried to chuck loads of their budget at Larson or something like that, I wouldn't mind, I wouldn't care. Yeah, you know, that's fine. Yeah, but that's but, Larson. The yeah, 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 you know. sure. But I'm saying, like, with Jackie's, I will care. I will yeah. reserve judgment and, you know, let's, let's see what happens. I, I guess my bigger issue is not signing Jackie's, as I said. I think these teams put way too much reliance on arbitrary stats that 
in my opinion as well if you if you make a computer system which is so good that it can actually find like diamonds out of all the bullshit or whatever okay cool so you did that now everybody fire fire everyone fire everyone because the computer's doing your job for you you're not needed by the way like you're legit not needed you made the computer Everyone else who has to say in the roster, you can leave, go out the back door, because guess what? Now AI is doing your job for you, right? It doesn't fucking matter. So I, I don't know. I find it almost hypocritical in that way as well, where it's like if I'm in charge of putting a roster together and all I'm doing is looking at the number one option on mid, number one option stat statistically on jungle and going down the list, a child could do this. I'm not needed. Like it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. So it's the how much reliance there seems to be. And by the way, Peach was fucking dog shit like when he came in like okay the yes. results changed and there were many factors limit by the way was a big factor for why results changed. i think this guy really was a big upgrade for that specific team in support and uh, yeah if you're just gonna say like oh but we had the wrong pieces around peach and this time the stats will you know do the mat like come on fuck off like <laughs> you get one chance if someone comes to me and says hey bro trust me the stats are real whatever you get one chance to show me that's true if they come in and they're like season three faker i'm like holy shit dude okay i yeah all in on the computer like praise god but if they play like peach then I don't get, don't, do not speak to me about stats ever again, by the way, for jungle position, please, like, fuck off. And also, that's the other thing as well, right? It's like, for mid lane, and maybe this year, for like, top lane especially, right? If you're always in isolated 1v1 lane matchups and like, in skill matchups a lot of the time or whatever, maybe you can get some useful stats on that when there's like, so little ganking. How the fuck do you get stats for a jungler or a support? Like, it's so hard. Like, I'm gonna, what if I skip camps? Because I see there's a golden opportunity to go like three man mid with support. And then my mid laner and support are trolling. So the play doesn't come off. And now I'm three camps down or two camps down or whatever, right? It's like, there's no stat for That's that. That's why but... you increase the volume of the games. Yeah, sure. That, but that, that, it doesn't matter. It, but if I'm some no, super it... smart cerebral player, it's never going to even out, you know? Like if I'm the smartest guy in the rift every game and I'm trying to make smart things happen and my team are just griefing, sure, I can adapt and it's on me but, to a certain extent but stats yeah. will never tell the story you know i mean my, my oh, oh, yeah oh you you want to it's fine Sven. no okay just to give you like an idea if you i'm not i'm not saying i agree with that okay just like an ironic thing right i've shown rich before my friend literally made one like a, a machine that you, you stick numbers into right okay mm -hmm. with loads of variables that he weighted and it's all got human bias in it because it's literally made by a human okay and it spits out like for example it spits out jackie's by like a lot okay he's by far statistically on a spreadsheet by he's by far uh, we went back in time to photon and korea right okay and it spat out photon and then the other wow. players as well right and we we mean tested it so we kept on going back all the way to 2018 and it would like spit out like bjergsen and jensen if you took it to na like for any given period of time you know what i mean it would give you like double lift the adc it, it doesn't work well for support right okay and i'm it wasn't like it didn't it wasn't like some fucking quantum ai computer but it was just what it is it's like a quick fire tool where it just lets you like see is there any statistical outliers but it only tells you is that person a statistical outlier? Not that the person's actually good. Now, if you stick speech, if you stick Peach into that that machine, if Peach some somehow does actually quite yeah. consistently come up, right? But then the next bit is to just use your eyes, and it yeah. tells you, right, okay, but th that's not that useful. But what it can be useful for 
is it it tells you like a series of, for example Evi like in the ratings each like metric of 10 so like say like I'll give you an example like Irrelevant was really high he was like a 32 Evi was like a negative 22 like that's like the disparaging oh. of like mm, wow. how far how far apart like my, and this is my friend he just like made this right mm. now to go back to so it's not like some like arcane thing that like loads of people will have lots of different factors and they'll have lots of different weightings like they're like your damage per minute, they might rate that at like that that works out at one point two times the score and like how much gold your your XP and GP GP uh, um fifteen that's worth like one point five. Now I agree with you, Rich, because you don't visually see in the games like how often like you know what I mean are people ganking for you mid? Is your support roaming mid to get you like a back? Are you creating like your own advantages? Like, independently. The reason that if you take a huge volume of games, and if you include, like, solo queue, you get rid of, like, the variables of, like, consistent things. Mm. I'm, not saying, I'm not saying it's true. I'm just saying this is the attempt. You get rid of, like, the variables. and because It has to be so the, many. The thing is, yeah, though, like... Yeah, even but now you're the only consistent factor. Yeah, sure, but... Yeah, no, I get that, but the thing is, like, players don't even the most dedicated players do not play enough games to even out variables in league of legends like nowhere near enough games but what i would say though is like to go full circle even though like because that's kind of my rant about like the teams that rely on this stuff too much but i actually don't hate this signing just because i know that xl had a very tight budget and okay. this guy is a statistical anomaly so yeah, if it like, works yeah so if it works it's like Cool, you did the best. Like you, in fact, they might not even have had enough money to give Abadage a respectable offer. You know, like, but how, how? Like for me, signing Igna so late into the off season seemed yeah, to me weird. like, like Excel, Excel probably realized, well, our budget is actually we actually have some money left because we just signed <laughs> oh, so yeah. many found, key players. I found under the couch. <laughs> they, 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 they were like, oh shit, we went so cheap with the other players. Oh damn, let's just get fucking Igna. Like Igna yeah. is not a cheap player, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's like... That, I think that you're spot on though. I think it's like, <laughs> yeah. if Jackie signs for like league minimum, basically. 100%, bro. And then like, what could have happened? For example, is they offer this and they say, look, it's an LEC offer. No one else is really, you know, making an offer for you. It's an LEC offer or no. And then they're maybe... Maybe they expected him to come back and say, oh, fuck that, at least give me 100. Uh, but that never happened. So like, oh, shit. And then they've got 40k ah, no on top or something, you know? Whatever it is, it's like, yeah, I guess they just checked, uh, as Kira said, rechecked under the left-hand sofa cushion and found an extra little bit of money for Ignar. But yeah, I think what they wanted to do as well, probably, is sign Jackie's first to give themselves more flexibility, like if they needed it or something, you know? It's like, we'll lock down this player for cheap. And then hopefully, you know, either we get something else cheap or, yeah. But well, Let me give you an idea of the scale. So in his region, Chovy is like a statistical like monster, right? And he's a 56 on the scale. Now getting above like 60 is very hard. Jackie's is like a 63 or a 61. Like yeah. the next person below him is like in the 20s. Like I don't care about that because I think he's just a big fish in a small pond. And he might be good with like a huge quantity of like might. I think it's a fucking massive risk to go, like, into Europe with this player protect and your support and jungle both fucking speak Korean. I don't even know if Ignar speaks English. Does he speak I English? think, I think he, they are, this mid jungle is going to be liability. Like, they're going to yeah. get absolutely, yeah. like, yes. what, what, they're yeah. going to get absolutely crushed, dude. I yeah. think even, ah. even on Sarkin, even Sarkin and, uh, who's the other guy, wait, 
Frescovi, Frescovi. Even though I don't, I don't think Frescovi is good at all. I think Fresco will also shit on Jackie's. Like Jackie's not ready, man. There's no. Also, he, if Jackie had a jungler like, I don't know, Elioia, Junkos next oh, to him yes. who like can teach him a bit and like can teach him quickly, like how to, like Peach is not gonna teach him shit, dude. Also. Yeah, he's, he's like, stop, bro. Forget about fucking. Forget about Peach teaching anyone League of Legends. You don't want I'm, him teaching anyone. Yeah, Fuck true, that. Actually. You want people teaching Peach. Fuck that. Like, yeah. I'm just praying for Axel's downfall because I put them <laughs> tenth, tenth place in my tier list. So like, I, I really wanted to get through it. But here's a quick thing. Like, what do you actually think about the shape and like formation of the team? Because for me, I actually think Patrick Ignar is like is looks good. strong, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, it looks I, good. I, they could be like a mini hand. Like I can actually see Patrick playing with Ignor way more like Draven. You know what I mean? If it like it still works. Like going back to that version <laughs> of like Patrick. Look, I have a I have a plan for Axel. Okay. Okay. You have a weak side top auto solid, like known known to do well in playoffs. You got like really strong bot lane now randomly. You got like Igna, yeah. uh, Patrick. And then, you know, Jackie's and, and what's his other name? Jackie's Peach. and Peach, they just completely run it down. You're 10th place. You look at the free agent market, you see, oh, damn, Abadage and Gilius are open. <laughs> Insane synergy, right? What about it, guys? Like, someone comes up with that idea, and then people realize, like, oh, let's check their solo queue ladder, like, how they're doing. They see, like, Abadage. Uh, rank five, Gilius rank one in a letter, you know. Okay, like, okay, not. Like, bad. Yeah, they say, they say, yeah, fuck it. And then Excel is like the 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 ma the master the masterminds of the league again. Then they have like top three roster instantly, you know. But I think with this mid jungle, bro, you have no chance in this league because it, it has been proven over so many years. Like in EU, in LEC, you don't get results without a strong mid laner. It's just the way it is. Like you, it's just the most important role, most contested role. Also, yeah, our best role, I think, in the region too. So I, I think it's going to be very difficult. He does play, uh, okay, uh, I'll, I'll, yeah. give you, I'll give him some like props, okay? Because I've watched like, some of these games, but it's so hard. See, when you like front run in a region like so much, like when you're like, you know what I mean? It's so hard to tell what, if you're, what you're doing is like productive because eventually you accumulate such a lead that you can't make mistakes. Like even when you're like trolling, because you're like, you're so stat heavy and gold heavy, like the play works. You know what I mean? So all you can really do is criticize. Like, maybe it was risky. Um, he does play a lot of things, but does he play a lot of things at LEC? Who knows? I, this team has got, like, a lot of, like, question marks to me. The other thing is, is they kept the same coaching staff? Yes. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah okay. He didn't just week ass. I actually think their coaching staff, like, I have no idea what, like, at all what they did. But, they, they, put it this way, uh, XL somehow went from being clueless in winter Clueless in spring, and then they had the best Baron execution in the LEC by far. Like, by, like, country miles, they were better than anyone else. Like, even G2 was, like, confounded at how well XL would turn on Baron. Yes, they were Azir abusers, but who isn't an Azir abuser these days? And I'll put it this way, it'd be interesting to see what the, this coaching staff is going to be able to do. Because I feel like they've got a lot of holes to plug. I don't know how many fingers are going to be able to use to plug all as, the holes. As far as I know, Cass does the drafting side of okay. things. And Hedon is the... like Gameplay master. The, not like general coach, you know, yeah, for, yeah, yeah. for everything. <laughs> and, but I think Cass is behind, uh, like, uh, dr drafting, as far as I know. Right. Abadagi spoke well of uh, Hedon. 
and that's the first time I've ever heard a player be able to actually tell me tangibly something a coach actually did. Him and, uh, him and uh, what's his name, the ex-mad coach? Uh, Mac? Mad coach? Uh, Mac. You mean Mac, Mac, Mac yeah, yeah. Yeah, Mac, yeah. They're the only two people I've ever heard players say anything positive about. So, so here's, the, here's the upside for XL, okay? Ignar or Peach rather now has a Korean buddy, which is oh, Ignar. True. So, you know, because, you know, it, yeah, Peach looked... Okay, I'm not going to give Peach, I'm not gonna give Peach too many excuses, <laughs> but he did look like a player who didn't speak English, playing with a bunch of people who speak English. So maybe Ignar, you know, that jungle, that jungle support synergy. Like, okay, I'll say this. I can see the logic to this team, even if I don't agree with some things. Like Korean support jungle kind of, I guess, makes sense a little bit in that sense. The bot lane should be quite good. Jackie's as a statistical animal and like even though I agree like do I think he'll be good probably not initially I do think he has a higher ceiling though just based on that than a couple I'm of these sad. other mids who are in the league and then you know Otto's your rock that I guess you can rely on and also weak side's going to be weird uh, next year because if you're never getting ganked what's weak side top look like like I mean listen to this okay Go mm -hmm. go back one year to last la 2022. Actually, no, 2023 winter split. Yeah. Odo and Patrick are not regular season players. Yeah, they were terrible. They were yeah. like they, they they need players to get them into playoffs so they can pop off. Like I think Patrick and Odo once playoff starts, one once it's one patch, these players are really fucking good. But Patrick and Odo are not like the people who do special things in regular season to win your games. Like. At least... Patrick was a disgrace last year. Patrick was straight up like an absolute. And then disgrace. Patrick in playoffs almost like yeah. goes yeah, to Wales, right? It, once they got there, it was good. Yeah, I agree. I just don't think they're gonna make it. Like it's 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 not that easy to. Um, okay, you can get okay. Getting top eight is fucking easy. Okay, I mean, I just have Excel. They failed to do it twice. Yeah. Can they? Wow. <laughs> yeah, they did. They fucking they straight up did. Yeah, you yeah, know tenth, what's funny back about to back tenth. I mean, what's crazy to me in this LEC format is like, how embarrassing is it to finish ninth or tenth in the regular season? Like, yeah. you're actually so bad. There's eight playoff spots, bro, and you can't even. I mean, yeah, it's gonna be an embarrassment for whoever it is, but yeah, my money's on next. Right. Let, let's uh, <laughs> let's talk about Fnatic, who only made one oh. change, which is oh. again is like the classic question mark, question mark, question mark, because obviously they had Trimby. Uh, they no longer have Trimby. Who do they have? They have Jun, who, uh, for people that don't know, um, this guy played on... Um... Is it Quando Freaks, Jun? Yeah, yeah. Jun. yeah. Oh my god, sweet Jesus. And he played on DRX in yeah. Challengers. He yeah. played on the main team a little bit as well, I think. Um, but... Yeah, he played Yeah, he played in the subs. Role. Yeah, so I don't know too much about this player, I'll be honest, mm -hmm. but it seems like a kind of there are two things going on here one they're keeping noah so korean bot lane uh and then also i don't know robo computer at it again like maybe this guy's a, a stat stick in a robo computer from the support position i have no idea because i, don't know where this guy came I couldn't from. i couldn't explain to you the logic on how they arrive at this guy other than eu support pool bad which is true right like i mean let's yeah. look at it like this 
fucking Zhonghoon, just some random Eastern support with like zero reputation gets brought over and he was better than like half the EU supports because EU supports just suck. Let's be real. So I guess this is like the two main reasons, but in terms of an as an individual, I don't think there's anything yeah specific about this guy. And with this team, uh, I don't know. Like, I guess you feel pretty good about Oskoronin because another year of experience, like in theory, he should just be good and a bit better even. Um, Humanoid and Razork has never worked for me. I think uh, Razork <laughs> is like a really good player of his type. I think Humanoid can yep. be a good player of their type. They do not work well together at all. And they both, I believe, just extended their contract. So I don't know. Like, uh, Fnatic, really? Yeah. yeah so Fnatic is like going really long term all in on this uh, mediocrity, I guess. Uh, and then Noah, for me, I think he's good player, but a bit overrated, I guess. Um, bit of a like KDA. But I mean, of, yeah. That stack of the year. Exactly. I've, I've already said all the narratives I have about Noah, and I, yeah, he's fine. But to me, did they get better? I've, I don't know. How good is June? That's a real question. I mean, do you have any thoughts on this, uh, Kira, about this I'm, team I'm beyond what, that? Yeah, I've watched, I know I've watched like June in like both places. Like, I would never have picked him out. Oh, all. really? Yeah, like, I, I, I'm not getting, mate, I'm not getting that at all. Like, mate, I, put it this way I had watched him, Gillis, then people told me he was getting, um, he was getting into like main, uh, the, like, LCK, um, like main team, and I I, I couldn't believe oh, okay. from because no because he he started he was on like DRX Challenger, yeah, and then DRX didn't want him and ended up on uh, Quando Freak right now that they are not like a good organization you know what I mean, um I think they came last both splits if my memory serves me correctly, and they're like they're pretty terrible, but it's not like he was like doing good things and like a pretty terrible team like he was. He part was doing terrible things. Yeah. yeah, he was part of the problem. Like he has like some of the same tendencies that like Trumpy has, where he'll like over engage on like uh, wave states that are like you know what I mean? Like it's like Trumpy's really bad for this. He's playing Nautilus and by going in, it's like how you lose the lane because you'll never if he goes in, he's never going to win the trade, and then he'll like go in on like a wave crash and just like die. Like June does like similar things. Like I, I just wasn't really all that like like that impressed like impressed with him when I watched him. That's not to say like he can't be like a good player ever. It's just I would never have picked him. Like mm. Photon was like a known quantity, right? Okay. I thought he was overrated as fuck. But he was like a known good player from Challengers. I don't know how you ever look at LCK and go, Yeah, let's get Jun. Probably just no time man. Like just yeah. probably the last guy who had no contract just signed him. That 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 could be that could be entirely true, Gilles. But like at, at the end of the day, like first of all, like you're oh, the only thing you could say is like you're pairing him with Noah, so now you're bottling both speak Korean, which is like a whatever hamburger. Maybe it's good, maybe it's bad. But again, do I look at June and I think he's going to fix the problems? I think he's going to exacerbate the problems that is already on Fnatic. Like Razork looks like he's going to have to play for more lanes. He's going to have to play on the map more independently. Like, the best version of Fnatic was when Trimby could help out Razork win the map. True, yeah. Right? And now, and June's not... I, I've never seen that version of June. Yeah, but Korean supports are surpri surprisingly good at playing around junglers, I think. Like, he, he probably... He could be. Yeah, there's a chance that he will just be good at that too, you know? But we don't but, know. Like, I actually don't know this guy at all, so it's like I'm just talking, you know? <laughs> 
Like, no, I, I just, it's just so perplexing to me. Like, it's just one of those, like, moves where, like, when, you know what I mean? When you see it happen, you're just like, wow, like, that's just, like, so random. I think the rest of the players are fine. I think Humanoid, like, obviously going to keep him in the league. Razork's one of the best players in the re- league for, like, his role. And Oscar yeah. Inan seems to be one of the only, like, players that, like, will consistently play from advantage. And you just hope, hopefully, that he, like, learns better, like, tendencies. He refines, like, his... Um, lane position and lane control, these type of things, because I think he's like a good player in the context of like Europe and could potentially be a great player uh, one day. He's someone that I actually think this is going to sound like a paradox here. It being an isolated one v ones is both a great thing for Oscar Inan and a, and to certain players it's like the worst thing imaginable. Where the people that he can like hand check and like understands matchups better, he is going to crush them even harder. But people like irrelevant who have better understanding of like fundamentals. Like, Razor's going to have less ability to, like, uh, influence, like, the matchup. And I think those ones will probably be more toxic. Yeah, but irrelevant is good on at, at, at fundamentals on his champions and on the champs he knows. And this is what people don't understand about him. If you start banning his characters or they you pick away, or you pick his characters away, he is going to look a lot worse. Like, I can guarantee yeah, give me, I know, man. Give me like, that we, fearless we, draft, baby. Get irrelevant we, on that fearless yeah. draft. That's what we, I want to see. Can, we, can, we can agree on that, Gilles, but the problem is, is like people just don't like execute on that. Like, no, they don't. We, yeah. He gets yeah, jacks like, every game. Fuck it, you know. Yeah, fuck it. Like, give him jacks, Gwen. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every single game. Like, <laughs> I, what, what are we even doing? But I, I'm just... I, this basically just looks like a worse version of Fnatic, where the previous Fnatic, Fnatic had massive upside to potentially be like the second, third best... Of the, league team in the league where this team looks way more like meddling to me where i do i do just think though that um you know not to talk too much about this but i think team environment is important i think like mental state during series play is important and even if you have like a perceived side grade or even like a downgrade for example i do think that if there's just less Let's just call it mental drama. I don't mean drama, you know, in the traditional sense, but mental drama yeah. on the team. That can just be net positive, right? So I think uh, with Trimby, he's a great player. He needs to be in the right spot for him because otherwise I do think he won't gel well with uh, a lot of pieces. Probably something just happened. I mean, I mean Trimby, Trimby, uh, Trimby mental booms on teams. Like, I guess mm, that's what happened. And that, then is, people... that is what happens. Like, he mental and, boomed and, on yeah. Rogue. He mental boot. Like, uh, it, don't get me wrong. The Trimby for Advian thing will still go down as the worst trade in the history of esports. Like, yeah. That is criminal. Absolutely criminal. But Trimby is a mental boomer. And I can imagine that a similar thing happened on Fnatic because the idea that you get first dibs to try and extend him and you tell him basically immediately, we do not want you, you are not part of our plans. It's like, that was not about ability, you know, because for sure on ability, yeah. he's up there. One of the best. 100%. He's, like, he's, he's like top three, like, yeah. and that doesn't crazy. You, Europe can't afford, right, to like be throwing away like the good support players because they're, they're like diamonds, right? And the thing is, is we literally have like the second or third best support player currently like teamless in the, in the league right now, which is, hilarious and for, for a variety of like factors you know like he doesn't suit teams budget whatever they may be but people keep telling me okay last year right that mickey x was the mvp of like the year now I, I agree with that and he's the best player in europe like by far okay and you look at the effect that he can have like on games of league of legends and then trumby's team list to me is just like crazy and i'm not saying that he's like similar to like mickey x but like 
I think it's a lot better than some of the people that have got jobs. Yeah, of course. But I mean, yeah, there, there has to be limits both ways as well, right? It's like on certain teams, like forgiven at certain points in his life just simply cannot be on a team you know as good as he might be like you have to draw the line somewhere right so it can't just be oh this guy's the second best player but he's teamless he's like yeah but he's no, a murderer just, you know <laughs> like okay. I, i'm just saying okay, okay, okay. i'm just saying like it's it, that you have to draw a line somewhere so but yeah i mean Gilly, I sorry go on Gilly. yeah i i also think this is probably gonna decide a lot for this for this roster moving forward i think if this fanatic team doesn't do well next year they're probably gonna blow up the whole whole roster because i think this roster anyway a few years ago it was really weirdly built i mean you have like two koreans now you have humanoid who's sitting on this fucking fat contract you have two spanish players because the the gm is spanish so it's like what is going to happen moving forward right so i think I would still say Fnatic is going to be top three, just because the league is not looking like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think yeah, June and Noah they're just going to like farm, and Humanoid's just going to one v nine. But I think like international wise, bro, this roster is like oh, whatever. No. Like we go at both cheeks, at both they go to Worlds and no one gives a fuck like they're just gonna lose so. dude i said that on like side select it's actually a disgrace that after g2 <laughs> the teams we sent to worlds were bds fanatic and mad lions that makes me yeah. want to throw up man that is so gross um <laughs> but anyway let's very briefly talk about g2 there's not too much to say here obviously it's the same roster all i'll throw throw in there before we move uh, away from g2 is that the only change that was considered was getting rid of caps so isn't that interesting? Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> so yeah, but moving on, do with that what you will. But yeah, best, that... best team by far, and can, an even better version of it exists because we've not actually had the version of G two. This G two where Caps is the best player. There's still a version of that team where Caps is the best player on the team, and it's even more dominant. Yeah, I think the problem is it's like Caps to me. It's one of those things where he's been so good historically that when he dips, you're kind of like sad about it or whatever but if you really think i mean there's no one to upgrade on caps right for this team really specifically even like larson or something if you think larson's better than caps for this team i no. still wouldn't i wouldn't change yeah it, for no. this team no i think 2024 like yike will have a mvp split in one of the three splits and just completely pop off and i hope he i think this team really needs yike to be like really really insanely confident and really good in the meta for them to do well at worlds and I, I have a feeling that Yike's going to pop off next year. So, By the way, this is really okay. surprising to me because like one of the GMs considered like the standout ERL jungler to be like um, Linkus, right? Like this past year. And mm -hmm. there are some similarities between Linkus and Yike. I think Yike is better. Um, but it was kind of weird to me that no team went for Linkus just on the basis the of like, of yeah, look what Yike did. Yeah. And this guy plays similar champion, similar style, like greedy player. Who Farming, likes to carry. Yeah. Almost like old school inspired style a little bit. Yep. So yeah, that was kind of, well, he's fucking teamless as well. Isn't he inspired or is he? I can't remember, but he's, uh, he's Oh, he's on Flyquest. Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, so I thought that was a bit strange. But anyway, let's let's stop talking about them. From one uh, Spanish GM run team to another, and it is Mad Lions slash Movistar. Oh, whoops. Uh, so they are going in with... Uh, this team is just... Okay, 
Okay, so I have two problems with team building. Like the two biggest problems of team building in Europe are as follows. One, robo-computer. No, actually, sorry. Two, robo-computer. One, Spanish people signing Spanish people for fun. That is just so fucking... Oh, You've got to I, preserve I the it. Catalonian nationalism and the I, Spanish I, I nationalism it, and the Basque nationalism. Here's the thing. So, Super Alvaro... Like, for people who don't know, obviously, like, a core of this team was from Movistar, um, who obviously did very well. EUM, LVP, last split. Um, but... There's like no, there was no standout player on that team where I was like, oh my God, this guy was so good. The trendy thing seems to be saying that Alvaro is like a top four support or whatever in Europe, which I personally don't buy at all. Like he's fine. He's whatever. Super, who I think might even be rank one EUS at the moment. I think he's, he's also best. fine. Like he's completely fine. He's not going to get like crazy, super hard diffed, but it does just give me Jack Spectre vibes as well, where it's like, just because you look pretty decent at sort of a LVP level does not mean you're going to come in and be a top AD carry. Like ADC is still pretty stacked in Europe. Super is not one of the best ADCs in Europe, like by a long shot. He's fine, but come on. Like if you're going to do some big like LEC acquisition thing and this is the team you give me, like, come on, dude, what's this mid laner doing here? Like, what are we doing? And obviously... You know, El Yoya apparently has been wanting a similar lineup to this for like a long time. So, of course, that had impact. But one thing I've learned as well is like, don't let players build teams because some players have fucking terrible opinions as well. But yeah, Gilius, what do you what do you think of this lineup? I mean, all I'm going to say is people are predicting this winter to get very, very cold in Berlin, where some people are even predicting like minus five, minus six degrees. So... How many Spanish people did they no sign? <laughs> no time here, baby. They, they got a lot of people who were sitting in the 30 degree sun. So I wish I wish this team good luck in the winter split. They're going to freeze their ass off and get absolutely yeah, just destroyed by every team. I mean, I, I, I don't understand this roster. Like I've been reporting and flaming Freskovich since three, four years now on Solo Goo. I think he's absolute garbage. I think super. I I, re I report super every game in solo queue. This guy int feeds. He, yeah, he's he's bad. Alvaro actually decent on Rakan. I like playing with him. And then Mirvin, I never heard about, but I heard, like I I I mean when I watched some games here and there, you know, you click on the thing. I saw that this guy was playing a lot of tanks, so that's like a sympathy point for me for sure. <laughs> but honestly, I think this is. Yeah, this team is not going to do anything as well. Like, um, just not enough individual power. Uh, power of friendship, good luck in minus six degrees in Berlin. You guys uh, are not ready for Berlin, I think. Yeah, no, this team sucks. Uh, the top laner, he's fine. Like, he's whatever. He's fine, I guess. Like, but I've never seen him play against someone who's good at League of Legends, so it's really hard oh, to say. Never, but, never a good thing. Uh, never a good thing. He's, he's, I guess he's looked okay. Uh, the thing is, even El Yoya, who like I'm still comfortable saying is like one of the better junglers, did well, not have, have a, a did not have a good year at all. No, no, uh, looked well below par. And if this guy doesn't come in like absolutely on fire, this team is gonna be dead last because these <laughs> players are fucking trash in the context of like high level LEC. You know, like I'm not saying these guys are bad players. I think uh, mid is bad 
I do think mid is just a bad mid laner at this level. I think yeah. bot lane is fine. They can play LEC. Like, they're not going to get 2 killed every game, you know? Like, they can play. It's not going to look worse than Patrick and fucking Targamas in Winter Split, you know? But Dude, if this if this team does well, I'm I'm hyped. Dude. Like, let's go, you know? I just... Like, I, we're, like, talking like this, that they're going to be last place or second last... But if they do well, obviously, it would be kind of fun to see, right? Like, new rookies randomly coming in. Like, maybe maybe the old players in the LECs, LEC just suck, you know? But I honestly don't think it's going to happen. Like, I think these people will just fucking get, get reality checked, you know? Like, you're not playing EU Masters. Nobody gives in LEC. Nobody gives a fuck about EU Masters. Or, like, who you played against, who you beat. Nobody cares. Like, LEC is a whole different level. Like, no. even though this world's LEC looked <laughs> not great. Yeah, there's levels to levels. Yeah, yeah we're still we're still strong, you know. Like, um, I, uh, like yeah. there's still really strong players in the league, and there's no way Fresco V is gonna come into the league and look at the list of the mid laners. He has to face Larsen. Uh, sorry for naming naming Larsen first. Caps, Humanoid, Larsen, Niski, VTU. They're all gonna shit on him. Perks. Like, um, yeah, good luck, you know? Frescovi uh, is going to get solo queued by Nuclear Int. That's what's going to happen. And then that's going to put the whole thing in perspective. So, oh, it's be fun, yeah. yeah. So, when, I, when I look at this team, I actually just see a team that, like... Because I don't know, like, the individual strengths of players. When I, when I looked at Super, uh, Super, I thought he was, like, he was, like, fine. Like, in competitive, I've not watched any of his, like, solo queue. Um, where he was like fine and, and uh, fine to like good individually. I watched when I watched him on like ADC. Um, He's baby wanted, light, and when I say baby, I mean like one year old. Call, a a lawyer, a, a I, I give like a pass on in the sense of like you've just got to hope that he's like one of the best players in the league for this team to like really go like. Far. Yeah, I don't, I don't buy that shit anymore. Like that, like Elioia is good. Like I, I've also been saying it for years, bro. Like this guy's just been disappointing. Like enough is was, enough. Like he, yeah, he only had one bad year though. Like I'm going I mean, to like go on it. On you go. I, I think this guy probably also had the decision between picking Frescovi or a better mid laner, and he picked Frescovi. Like I, I lost hope on Elio. Yeah, honestly, I, I don't really. So I look fuck at him team. like. <laughs> I look at this team and Yankos. It looks to me as like some like someone like picked their friends to play with. Now Yankos, it looks, seems has like better friends, you know. Like yeah, Yankos has pretty cool yeah, friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. friends are pretty good at yeah. League of Legends, but meanwhile, a lawyer's friends are just like. Uh, not good it's a rough time but um, dude this is just spanish hubris like seriously i i find it so mental like to imagine that if i was like a pro league of Le let's just pretend that the uk actually had good players you know if we have a bunch of good players i find it so mental that as a player who wants to win who wants like everything you know to like get good contracts to win to go to worlds to play big tournaments msi whatever that i am going to tank playing with really good players to play with fucking Steve because he's like the same nationality as me, basically. And people, and I'm sure they will, will say, oh, that's not the reason. Actually, they know each other. It's not bullshit. Like I've, I've seen this happen way too many times where coaches, like Crusher in Fnatic, right? This guy was coaching the academy team. And then it's like a no brainer that this guy just gets promoted to coach the main team, Spanish. And then he's gone after half a year because he does yeah. really badly whatever and it's like 
they bring in rocks because rocks is Spanish or Portuguese, but you know, speak Spanish, whatever. And it's like this guy's there, and I'm told, oh, but he's so good because like the environment gone, like after a split. See you later. Stop pushing Spanish players just because they're Spanish. Like, of course, there are good Spanish players. And I'm not saying any of these Spanish players are bad, by the way. Like, I think there are positive things about all oh, of them. Not. But, but it's like El Yoya, the idea that El Yoya, And by the way, I know that this is El Yoya's decision because last time he was making a decision about what team he was on, when Fnatic and G2 were fighting over El Yoya, he told Fnatic... Sign Super, Melzet, the Spanish coach guy who's like been working with these guys, and ah. Alvaro, and then I will join. And Fnatic were like, what the fuck? No, we're not going to tank our team just to sign you. So he's been trying this shit for years at this point. Wow, so, this, this, oh, this is a master plan from El yeah, yeah. He finally gets it. This yeah. is Exodia, dude. This is on, this wow. is on his head. This is on his head. Oh, yeah. damn, he's actually, he has a, damn, this might be a kamikaze move though, dude. Look, Holy, you, if he goes last place, bro. Dude, imagine, okay, Gilius, imagine that you're like you're regarded, this, you're regarded in <laughs> oh, the community damn. as like the best jungler or like top two, whatever. And you're given the keys to the kingdom. A new org comes in. And they say, dude, pick whoever you want, obviously within budget, whatever. And you're like, ah, it's got to be a German angle. Get me Smitty J. Get me. It's like, what are we doing? Like, you're going to pick I, real players, after, you know? After the America run, I actually was given the keys to talk with the, the big boys on the table. Like, I was on calls with Dylan Falco and Tim Reichert mostly. And we were like, they were asking me about who we should sign, you know, and like, who do, do I think is good? And I told them I want Broken Blade, Limit, you know, and Abadaga. And this is what we got. Well, not like, I, yeah, I but think those I, players are good. <laughs> yeah, they're good, for sure. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy, dude. Like, I don't know, Elioya, maybe, look, either he knows something that we don't, and these people are so insanely good at their jobs, or... Elioya is up, like just sacrificing his whole career to just give his best friends the opportunity. It's like it, it sounds kind of cool to me too. This idea, like let's say I have a best friend, I have some friends in Cologne, and they always when I hang out with them, they're like, "Gilios, man, we I really envy your job. Like I wish I could be a pro player too." I'm like, "Bro, just make it to like grandmaster. Like uh, I'm the best jungler right now. Like I'm gonna get you a job." And then, like, I get to, like, call him on the phone. I'm like, bro, like, I'm giving the keys in the off-season. I bring you in. Must and, feel yeah, good. Must feel fucking amazing for Elioya right now, like, bring his homies over. But if he if he, if he he doesn't do well, it's over for him, I think. Right, yeah. here, one thing, uh, to talk some positivity, because, like, talking about the players individually, they're not the ones that was comfortable. If BDS and, uh, who's the other one, and XL didn't mm -hmm. teach us something from last year, that player quality does not always inform result. I am oh. sorry, BDS almost won the league with like Nuclearin and Shio as their mid-jungler, oh. right? Okay. Now, they had other good pieces like doing like positive things, but they all, they were one game away, okay? And they and they were up against a mad line that had, wasn't that all that great either. They had like a peaking Helixang, Niski, who was in his best form for the period, and Chase it. Like, that, that Mad Lions roster kind of, like, peaked individually, and that was the only reason they won. Then XL won the league with Peach, right? They nearly won. Right, nearly won the league, sorry. Or we're in the finals, apologies. We're in the, in the final yeah. and nearly beat G2 with Peach, no one considers good, Limit, 
right, not great individually. He was good for XL, but in no period in time was considered like a great like individual like player. And like Abadagi. Now Abadagi was actually better than a lot of people expected him to be. But I get for in my opinion was at no point in t- at no point in time like some world beater like individually. Uh, I yeah. I actually thought I actually thought when they signed Abadaga I thought there was a he yeah. was a he's gonna just like absolutely smurf an LEC and he yeah, actually yeah. didn't it, it didn't really smurf it. it, it, it in playoffs, he Loki did. In playoffs, he, he actually be- did. He was oh, that guy is be- so fucking good, by the way. He was better in playoffs, but and the, the best version of them, the best thing about um XL was how they played as a team. They had like they were one of the most like coordinated like teams consistently, even in games they lost. Here's the problem though, Kira, because I agree with you completely. But here's the problem: so right? both when BDS and XL both made the finals, they they both arguably had like the best macro of any teams, apart from like maybe G two, right? Yep. Like they were really well coached and they were playing mm-hmm. like above their level. But let's still break it down, okay? XL had Oddo, XL had Abadage, XL had Patrick. And XL had Limit, Bro. who's not like amazing, but was but playing well and he not yeah. I, what a, that's I, I four Adam. players who were like six out of ten or better in LEC. BDS had Adam, okay, Adam's like crazy, right? But like when he's on song, he's on song. They had the final as well. Already. And they had Crowney, who was like in red hot form, and they had Labrov, who was like playing really well as well. This this fucking uh, Mad Lions team has no one. They have El Yoya, if El Yoya plays well, and then they have Nothing. So we also talk- the um, the BDS coaching staff. Yeah, yeah. Bef- bef- yeah, like I I already heard so much good stuff about them before he came into LEC, like Striker, and then he just proved with his drafts like how insanely smart he is about the game too. But this so- this for example is supposed to be like like the Spanish version of that and that's the only way I see this team being good I don't think mm. anyone can predict that this team's going to be able to problem solve them their way into being a top team but that's the only way I, I only see this team being good if they're a good team sure sure, like, sure. I, I take yeah no I, I take your point I mean? and I, I know you're playing devil's advocate a little bit as well all I'm saying is like we all talk about XL being like wow look how not that great they are on paper to what they, this XL last split was like so much better on paper than this team though that's yeah. the thing. The, the thing was, is like the peak of XL was they could maybe like beat like you could almost like beat G G two when G two was a little bit worse and they got to like the finals. I look at this team and I see like a bottom uh, bottom team, but the best version of it is is like can it be like a middling team or like can it like break into like upper playoffs? That's what I'm asking myself. And how when I look at it, I was like, how do they do that? They have to be like very coordinated, really good macro. Like they have to be able to like produce solutions to like problems that are going to have and. If a lawyer thinks that, like, these players is going... And plus this coach, because you've also got to remember they brought the coach over as well. Fun facts. On you go. Look, fun facts. The new map and the way they're changing the game, mid-game and late-game macro doesn't exist anymore. Everyone will run run around the whole map as five, as a ball. You think so? Death ball? Yeah, yeah. 100%. It's gonna be death. it's gonna be death ball meta. Every like even blue buff is super important for five people yeah, to no. take together. Everything as five. So I actually think this is also good for a team like this, like complete rookies yeah. team, randoms. They have no clue about the game. But now the game is, is League of Legends two, right? So they also get a shot to. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Le- if they figure yeah. out some, che- if they figure out yeah. some nice Gouda cheese early, then they can, you know, maybe they can yeah. do something. But I just think I mean, the players are just not at because yeah. I've yeah. been warned about Frescovi and I've been told that he is like. Put it this way, folk that I know that watch both, 
two middles like Frescovi they're, they're, they're higher than Jackie's than they are in Frescovi oh yeah yeah, yeah for sure there's a higher ceiling, chance Jackie, ceiling wise yeah there's a higher chance that Jackie's is a good player than Frescovi is ever a good player I think on day, on day one, Frescovi might be better, but I think by the end of their time on these teams, let's say, I think Jackie's all have a higher ceiling for sure. What's the age difference between these two? Uh, isn't Frescovi like 23 or like 21? Jackie's is 19. By the way, that's the other thing that people like... 24? Yeah, yeah, yeah he's ancient. <laughs> Bro, Frescovi is almost same as me age-wise. Gilius, you want to hear another fun fact? Super, what? What? super yeah. is twenty four this year as well. Or oh, sorry, going oh. into next year, he's twenty. He's twenty three, but he's going to twenty. So uh, this team is not even like some super young, sort of prodigal, prodigal talent. You know, it's like super's fucking twenty three, dude. People talk about him like he's some eighteen prodigy, like eighteen year old prodigy. Well, they talk about him like he's colossal. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't notice these, these people are fucking my age, man. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like it's it, my generation. This I won't give my official ranking, you know, because we'll do a tier list at some point. This team's doomed, in my opinion. They're completely fucking doomed, yeah. and it is what it is. Okay. But the one <laughs> thing I will say is like, yeah, I think it won't just be death ball five man. I think you'll see a lot of. For wanting because of how fucking long top is and if you have tp and a good top lane who actually understands side lane like i think it's going to be four man death pool plus some guys sitting on the side lane with tp okay. in fucking we'll africa see. uh but yeah so let's talk about um heretics which is That's an interesting team i think we're gonna have some different opinions on this because i'm actually quite low on this lineup compared to a lot of people i think so heretics is obviously wonder yankos perks Flacked and Kaiser. Uh, I'll just give my quick TLDR. I think Kaiser's garbage. I think Flacked yep. is a uh, decent, like fine, can definitely play at this level, whatever. I think Perks is uh, fucking horrible at mid right now, but he's one of those players where you have to be like, can I rule him out completely? No, it is Perks. Like maybe, you know, he'll get motivated playing with Yankos and Wanda. Like, I don't know, man. Will he be AD carry by the end of the year? Who knows? I don't fucking know. Like this guy, whatever, like wild card. Let's put it that way. That's the generous way of putting it. Yankos, I love Yankos. I think he does have holes to his game for sure. Um, he'll need to be sort of still super motivated to, to keep up, let's say. But he's good, right? Like, yeah, it's still Yankos at the end of the day. And Wanda is weird because... I don't, I think he, I think his skill level has regressed for sure. Like his skill level has definitely regressed, but he's a really smart player, right? So this is like an interesting team on paper for sure. I think these guys will be really good in winter, by the way. Yeah. Because yeah. they're going to, they're going to master League of Legends 2 before anyone else. They've got so many big brains on this team and there's so much experience. Like this team is going to be good in winter. They They'll be. The There'll be playoffs, like playoffs, obviously remember it's top four. They'll be top four for sure, this team in winter. After that, I don't see it going too well, I have to be honest. I think once everyone figures things out, I don't think there's enough skill, honestly, left on this team. Um, yeah, anymore, which is crazy when you look at the names, but I just don't trust the solo laners anymore. And uh, yeah, I, I really don't like support. So yeah, Gilius, what do, what do you think of... Uh, team retirement home uh i have this team top four uh in my tier list i think i think wonder has been performing quite well recently uh, both in solo queue and in his sub in for Fnatic. i thought he was pretty good as well and then jankos is just regular season and playoff king i mean he's always up there i think 
this team, yeah, with Junkers Wonder, they're already probably locked to be like top five team. And then Perks is like, yeah, it's it's hard to say how he's gonna do. Like, I think he had an extremely bad year uh, this year, but he went to Korea. I think he's like, he got a second wind. Like, he wants to like really really grind grind again, and I think it's gonna motivate him a lot. By the way, this... not, sorry, not to cut you off, but very quickly, because this is important as well, for people that don't know, so Perks was on, like, a monster, ridiculous contract on Vitality, like, even beyond, like, Humanoid's contract on Fnatic, like, crazy, crazy contract. He does not need to do this. Like, he does not need to play on a team like this for, like, way less money. So that is worth saying, because you have to believe that he is super motivated, like, mm -hmm. to go to Korea, spend that much time in Korea, then play for a team for like a third of the money, maybe even less than a third of the money than he was playing on on Vitality. To me, that screams, I want to play, not I have to play, you know? But yeah, sorry, go on. Yeah, so I, I, I definitely think I agree, I agree with what you said. He's probably like mega motivated and he wants to like, he wants to probably just beat G2. I mean, that's like his whole mission, right? And then I think Flucket, I've heard this many, many times from players who played with him. Uh, he can basically fit in into any team like really well he's like yeah he's just he just knows how to fit into any team and he's gonna do his job and then kaiser had insanely high highs back in the when i was playing lec like 2020 21 he was extremely good um i guess vitality times maybe yeah made his mindset a bit worse i hope he picks it up like if Kaiser returns returns to form, and everyone of these players like plays like they're supposed to, like what we expect from them, they're gonna be a really strong team. Like I had my doubts about Flucket too in the past, but I actually think like I started respecting him a lot more just by seeing how he performs on stage. Like I would get run down by Flucket and solo queue the same day as he would play for G2 in LEC. And he would just go 10-0 on stage and just smurf. So he seems to be a player that can just turn it on, like on the on the stage games, you know? Yeah, my only problem with Kaiser is that um, it wasn't just Vitality. Like, basically, ever since he stopped playing with Kazi, he's been running it. Because remember, he also played on Mad without Kazi oh, yeah. before, and that was pretty rough as well. Kira, what, what do you think of this lineup? Mm, I think the top side has to, like be really, really productive for this team to, like, go into the upper echelon. Not that I actually think they like, Perks, this is going to be a weird one. So, like, I, I don't know, like, a fair bit of, like, dogging onto Perks, but when I would go back, I would re-watch episodes of the show and, um, and I was re-watching games, and I, I even said at the time, and even when I rewatched the game, on regular season of winter, Perks was, like, the best mid laner. And that was, like, the best period, for, for me, anyway, that would you call off, like, his, like, play. And then he was, like, pretty okay to pretty good with Summer Reg, and then it was, like, awful in play. It, not Summer Reg, Spring Reg, where they done really well, and then it fell to pieces in, like, playoffs, okay? The, I think there is a good version of Perks, or a version of Perks that can be on, like, an LEC winning roster. If, if you look at, like, the mid-pool from, like, last year, or, like, how mid was being played last year, I think there is, like, he could be on an LEC winning roster. And so just says... 
are the rest of the PCs going to facilitate that? I would say not. I'm really with you here, Rich, where, like, I think this team's going to be really good in winter. They're going to catch so many throws. Like, yeah. so many teams are going to throw into them, and they're going to, like, catch these throws. It's, it's going to be unbelievable. Because people are going to make very bad objective-based mistakes, over-pushes, and th- I feel like this team's just going to catch them so often with snapping gauges, like disciplined, slow roll team fights, baiting out cooldowns, understanding of like objective setups. Like for me, to the best player on this team, hypothetically, like of what they've shown is like Jankos, right? Yeah. Where Jankos, this version of Jankos right now is ultra specialized, where he is amazing, unbelievably good, like world level good at certain things, but he is not good like very very disparagingly poor at like others and so when you've got a player of like that extreme as long as like the the of the bits he's bad at the like the team fighting there's not been like great target selection things like that if they can be like improved on by being in a different environment with like perk and wonder feeding them information maybe i'm not being like first engage or like first engage or like kaiser following up there's a variety of different things you see a much better version of it um, I, th- I think when I look at this team, it's like a really bad version of the G2 team that uh, Flats was originally on. Yeah. With B- the one that won with BB and Caps and Yankos. This is like a bad version of that team. Target Master's a mute, Kaiser's a mute. Like, you play for them to move around in the map with Yankos. Yankos tells Kaiser where to be at all points in time on the map, and you, sh- you just try and play in league that way. Like, that sounds so good, though, man. Uh, no, I'm, that's what I'm saying. I think it is good. I actually think Jankos plus Kaiser is oh, insane. Like, um, but Kaiser's just not a good player because, right now. No, like Kaiser, in, when he's fighting at the right spot, at the right timing, he's insanely good at fighting the situations out. That's always the best thing about him. The guy I don't hits... think he was good at that in Vitality, in my opinion, but that could have also no, been but that, 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 the... that, okay. That's why you, you didn't listen to my point correctly. No. Like, the timing and the correct place to fight, he was not at the right place in the vitality fights and the timing was also bad like Jankos knows where to fight when to fight and how to set it up so i think we might see kaiser come back into his old form playing with a jungler like Jankos again because i i think Jankos is like he he can just make his support like look so so good I mean, I think, this there is, team, I, I think there is a version of that that exists, but I also think like Jankos had like similar problems. Or like Jankos could maybe tell him and Kaiser where to be on the map in terms of like setups. But like when I look at like the quality of the fights that were getting taken on like Heretics or like the quality of them that were like started by Jankos, they weren't always good. And that's what yeah. I was trying to say, um, Gilles, about the full thing is like th- there's also a version of that with Kaiser where like Jankos starts poor fights and Kaiser like goes in on those poor fights and. It's not good, you know what I mean? It's like you've now got two players going down. The, the I think they'll be good. They'll be like the skirmish cleanup squad, though, in winter for sure. I think oh, Yankos and Perks historically as well have been really good at finding like windows of opportunities to get like fights around River, especially early doors. And I think in you know League of Legends two or whatever, they're going to be the smartest team around this kind of stuff. I think I they'll be imagine. the third best team. I think that team will come third or second in winter. Right. Yeah, very, very possibly. Right. Like, Let- uh, Let's talk about not Rogue, but yes, Rogue, because they've renamed back to Rogue. Uh, and they are Segenda, Markoon, Larson, Comp, and Zolis. Little bit of context again for people who don't watch the RLs. Zolis was a complete monster in spring and then fell off kind of 
fit pretty hard, I would say, in summer. He's a very talented player, but he's someone who gets... What, if, what, did, what, what, what was the fall-off? Like, what did he do? Like, what was... I mean, okay, so LDLC as a team did oh, right, fall okay, off was... quite a bit um but him his individual performances from support position were not nearly as good as they were in spring as well um his comms can be quite flustered uh, i think he's quite a nervy player um okay. so i think this is someone who i don't expect to be good day one but i think he has high ceiling um i think that markoon is interesting because it's kind of like they've gone back to early game uh sort of priority uh i suppose which is good for segenda i guess um and then i don't know this team's a bit weird it's like comp can obviously be good but his year was really bad and to be honest he kind of felt like a meta slave this year he was like even picking caitlin in spots where it's like can you just not play anything else to a good level right now bro like what's going on so i don't Andrew. know that's remains to be seen with him i suppose larson obviously resigned here which was a mega like question mark question mark but where else like everywhere else looks shit as well so i don't know it's just a really weird team what i will say is like considering how low priority this team should have been for like every player i think they've actually come out with like an okay-ish roster like yeah. i think unironically i expect this team to go to worlds like if no yeah. team if no team changes any players during the season which of course will not happen players will change for sure but if they all stayed like this the whole season Rogue Mate Worlds, in my opinion. So okay. yeah, Kira, what do you what do you think of this lineup? Uh, so basically, Markun's like a human version of Malrang. So like that's just like a pure upgrade. Uh, I think Zagenda had like problems. Um, so having like a relevant were like bad and good at like different things. Like Zagenda, so Oscar Inan was really good at like going forward in lane and pushing lane advantages, and then he was really really good in team fights. Zagenda so was good at both versions of lane, like lane control, um, and like setting up as like lane of like ahead of time, independent of like jungle, and he had really good depth of like matchup understandings and like abusing like range champs and stuff. Like I was always impressed with this. But Zagenda fell apart to me the minute he had to like play maps map states. Um in my opinion, like on his picks, like irrelevant is like one of the best people at like flanking and like uh, identifying backline and like playing for it, uh, playing to attack it. So Gendo was like one of the worst. Um, outside of maybe like when he was playing Kennen games, uh, Larson, I think he's just the best mid laner in the league. Comp, I think he had his worst year last year. Um, I don't know where he kind of goes from here. I've not really looked at his solo queue of like how he's playing. And he's, he's really uh, smurfing in solo queue right now. Is like. Smart, okay, if he's smurfing in solo queue, then I, I hope Comp... Like, the thing is, I won't be disparaged about someone like Comp Gellius because I always feel like the players can come back even if they were, like, bad for, like, an extended period of time because I've seen, like, the good version and I don't know anything about Zolas. Basically, you've just kind of got to hope that, like, Comp can build up the same level of synergy as with Trimby with Zolas. Because if he can, this team gets really, really good really, really quickly because they actually don't have to do that much. This team can, like, slow roll, like, games for ages and just put teams into holes. Like, oh, see, here's the thing. Here's control. the thing. I actually think Rogue have to play in a very specific way, which is they have to play old school Rogue style where they get leads early and snowball. Because actually, if you look at it, this team is probably the dumbest team 
in League of Legends. Sigenda has no idea how to play League of Legends when he leaves lane. This guy can just leave lane with like three kills, like three zero, and he's fucking useless because he doesn't know where to be, how to play sides, nothing. Larson is like, I think Larson is probably the best mid right now as well, but this guy doesn't, like if he has a weakness, it's his weakness around playing sides and late game like lane setups. He's not that strong it's not it doesn't come no, naturally to him yeah, yeah. and Markoon is like king of the early game disaster in like the mid to late game if he's even you know and he has to team fight at like an even state like this team has to be ahead early and they have to play like the classic rogue style of like not necessarily three winning lanes but at least two winning lanes get an early gold lead Markoon makes things happen early and then they just basically snowball a 3-4k lead at 80 minutes into a nexus this is the hands you know? check at this team's number one then everyone in the league's hands have like fallen off and then like that's basically that's the way i see them yeah like, they're like the mechanical check of the league yeah what, what do you think of this team gilius um i think they they upgraded 100 percent um i think the Oilers is gonna do better than advian did yeah i think makun is gonna do better than malrang and just looking overall roster strength uh, of the whole LEC doesn't look like that strong coming into winter. So I think they're just going to be top four team in winter. And you just have like two insane carries. You have Larson Comp, Makun uh, um, gives you a little uh, lead in the early game. He's really good at that. Shigenda, very solid on some champs. Freddy122 is a regular season king when it comes to like drafts and like coaching. Yep. His teams are always uh, doing really well, except except this year, right? But I think the roster was just a bit yeah, too shit. Yeah, like, bad. Okay. And then I think Freddy has... Freddy is probably really happy with this roster. He can probably um, get get this, get this team good, yeah. Is it rated on the org again? Yes, he's the assistant coach, right? Bro, that's a, that's a fucking crazy... Freddy? Uh, no, he's rated. Says... rated, sorry. And rated as assistant? Yeah. yeah that's so. pretty oh, cool. Wow, wait, that's cool. Isn't, isn't I like that. Head, wait, wait, Gillis, you'll be able to tell me this. Isn't that a head fuck? Wasn't it N rated was a shot caller and mastermind on SK Gaming? And then yes. he was telling Freddy what to do. And now Freddy's the main coach on a team with N rated as the assistant. No, uh, it was like when I played with them, N rated definitely mastermind. But he yeah. was not telling Freddy what to do at all. Because oh, Freddy okay. actually just knows what to do at any, any point of the game back then. Like I he remember was, back in the day, he, he was so was like a mutant game, no? Yeah, he doesn't talk, but he no, oh, he's he doing talk. his job, and he does ah, really okay. well. But yeah, okay, um, okay. n would always tell me during that Worlds, like, um, outside, he would always give me, like, like advice, like, how, how to play in this team. He said, always go top. Freddy's our best player. If you get Freddy ahead, we have the best chance to win. So they always respected each other and uh, liked each other. So I'm not surprised that... They it's work kind of together, sick, now. But together now, eh? Yeah. And, and I, I think it's reunion. I think it's really great for Zoelis too, uh, because he's like a rookie coming in. And Enraded's um like I've worked with two support mains as coaches uh, in my career with Nif and Enraded. And their fundamentals, like players who played in season one world, season two worlds, whatever, their fundamentals when it comes to support role are still really OP to have. Like the way they think about vision. Uh, control around objectives. Okay, maybe their laning phase stuff is a bit outdated, but that that's what you learn individually anyway. So I think it's really really good for Zoelis. 
in rated, if you want to talk about it, this is just an interesting, like, weird like, thing. Like, if you're talking about, like, uh, Rogue being bad at, um, Rogue, like, Rogue players, like, Jigenda and uh, Larson not being good inside, like, when Enraid was a player, he was actually really good. Like, he was one of the very first people to, like, and Fnatic and then the later SK Gade teams was, like, really good at enabling, like, side lane advantages and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, that was, like, one of the abusive things they done with on SK Gaming was Fox yeah. was not a, Fox was not a good player, right, okay? But they would always find a way using, like, Finscaren and Forgiven to, like, get Fox, like, the ability to play out, like, these long side lanes. And then they would always, like, have, like, snap barons. They would prioritize, like, Drake's, like... Enrate, for me, like, from the old school who watched, like, I loved Enrated as, like, a... Uh, was one of my favorite players like of all time to like watch. He like I, I you'd always get here of like how smart he was, and every team he was on, their macro was great. So, Extremely smart guy. Yeah. yeah. So I'm actually really excited just to see if he can like do it because I hope that like just kind of like Larson, I hope there's like a this this team like clicks and gets together. Uh, because as much as like Larson is like a dominant individual like carry, none of his like teams have been good in like a macro way. I don't yeah. think he's particularly good. In that sense, either. Yeah. Uh, right. Let's move on to. Oh, by the way, it's reminded me of one of the biggest atrocities that Riot ever committed, which is when Fox joined uh, EU LCS. Riot forced him to change his name from What the Fox to Fox, <laughs> just because it sounded too close to What the Fuck, even though it doesn't really sound that close to it. But I thought that was really sad because that was a cool name. Uh, anyway, yeah. Let's talk about SK Gaming. Um, so SK have kept irrelevant. They've signed Isma uh, from the ERLs. Uh, they signed Niski, uh, and they've kept Exekick and Dos. Though it looks for a really long time that maybe neither of those players were actually going to stay with SK, um, especially Dos. So that was kind of surprising to me when that ended up all happening. Um, yeah, I don't know. This team is like <sighs> solid, but just very uninspiring. You know, like. I don't want this team to go to Worlds. I'll put it like that. Um, because it's like a decent team on like an LEC level. You know, it's just, there's nothing special here that I'm excited about. I do like Exekick as an AD, but he's not like standout at LEC level at the moment. Same with like Niski, right? Like Niski's always been like a very solid, decent LEC level mid laner, but it's just, it's not enough. It's not, yeah. And I guess irrelevant, same kind of thing, but smaller champ pool. Isma. Uh, I mean, whatever, dude. Like, he's fine, I whatever, guess. Yeah. Like, I don't care. Like, he's not some... For people who don't watch the ERLs, this guy's not, like, some prodigal, uh, amazing talent. You know, he's just... Mediocre. Fine. Yeah, he's completely fine. Um, so, yeah, Gilius, what are your initial thoughts on, on this lineup? Um, I, I think... I think I was I was surprised about them keeping DOS. Like, I think if yeah. SK waited a bit longer in the offseason, they could have probably grabbed, like, someone like Trimby and had, like, a really strong roster. Um, I think Exekick's really good. Yeah. I think Niski's extremely good in regular season, always shows up in LEC with good results. So I think that's a good pickup. I think Isma is whatever, probably a downgrade to Makun. Yeah. And then uh, Irrelevant is just meta-dependent top laner, in my opinion. Like... Um, if the meta is right for him, he's probably one of the best tops in EU. If it's not, he's probably just middle of the table. I would rate this team to be on the lower lower rankings uh, next year. I don't think... Yeah, like unless unless Niski really pops off, I don't think they're going to do super well. Yeah, what do you think, Kira? 
I think this team should have just had Leader on it, and it'd be really interesting. If Leader was on this team, this team could just be like a really interesting like sidelining team where you just create like irrelevant and Leader like um like one v one matchups inside. You hold midsection and you just see how many teams you can like just beat doing like that because it'd be fun. By the I way, on the, on that like Leader. Leader is the kind of player where I'm not surprised that he doesn't. He's not in LEC, even though it's a joke that people like Frescovia in LEC or whatever. But like, I love. I would love to see if I didn't have like a big budget or something. I would 100% roll the dice on Leader in League of Legends 2. By the way, with how the lanes are set up, this is like heaven for him yeah. and his champ pool. By the way, like this is such so, like this is the perfect split to see leader in lec i think so i'm kind of sad that uh, i mean i don't think leader's like some amazing player or whatever but i think he has a really cool yeah the same strength yeah that's yeah, the best, yeah that's the best thing about and i think if you had a relevant and leader together like that defined strength would be like the problem to me this team looks like it's just so like identical like they, what is the objective of these five players like coming together how, like what are they how are they going to play league of legends because whatever version of league of legends that this five people are going to play it looks worse than what anything else anyone else can do and i don't know why it's going to be like good or like game winning i don't i don't like i just don't get it like th this will prove the theory that niski's a jungle whisperer by the way because if he can make isma because remember in the past the whole thing was is niski's amazing at using junglers the, the junglers he was amazing just happened to be the best in the region there were blabber <laughs> and um and niski eloya eloya so like you know what i mean like fucking there's loads of jungle whisperers if you give the people the best jungler in the league, right? This will actually prove this theory because if Niski can make Isma look like one of the best junglers in the league, I'll take my hat off to him and I'll be like, know what, mate? You are a fucking god, mate. And know what, fucking Aloya should be like shining your shoes still, mate. But I don't know if that happens because more isolated lanes, like uh, push and pull mattering like a lot more, that sounds like hell for Niski. Because outside of like when he was on like the Gragas or like not cheese picks, but like um like when like laning like mattered less and there was more handshaking, Niski looked like a much better player. If you take more of that away, like I don't think he's good. Like I don't even think Niski's like that good at like team fighting generally. I think he makes a lot of mechanical errors for like a player that's in the LAC. Like he might have some of the worst mechanics, like of like someone who's Aww. going to make like a blunder. I, I, I really do for for Niski. Like. I even think you've seen that at Worlds on like the Silas games, like the one that was brutal to watch. Now how so, broken is TF gonna be, by the way? Think of that. TF's gonna be so broken, no? Like maybe, maybe but like it's, there's so much about like the new items, like they don't know like yet how everything's gonna like interplay. But I, I I'm just not sure in this team. And Exakick to me looked like once you got into this later half of the year, looked like he stopped giving a fuck. About, I mean, we can like, we can probably expect this team to be top eight. And then yes, yeah, and and then they probably fall out in the best of three phase or whatever yeah. the format is coming into next year. But yeah, like I I think the ceiling is not super high for this team. They are oh. gonna just do be in the middle. I think. I think it's a really good team to see like what 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 Niski can do because I, the thing is I actually like Niski as like like Niski as a player. I like people who have got like defined like strengths and he lives up to like one of my favorite adages of like know thyself Niski never pretends to try and like be like a player that he like he isn't and i always respect him for that i just i'm i i'm not internal to these teams i don't know him don't speak to him like i, I think it's gonna be really interesting to see what he can do with these players mm. 
Right, let's talk about BDS. Um, just the one change, which is they brought in a Korean AD carry called Ice. Who, Fuck me, uh, by the way. Yeah, this guy, <laughs> again, was playing in the ERLs. Um, Replacing the word, didn't he, for our jokes? Was like, I mean, he, he yeah, he, uh, he was like, a less good bow in my opinion uh i guess like i don't know this to me i like the big thing everyone will be saying is like oh but you know how could you uh like replace crowny basically even though he didn't have the best summer like to go from crowny to this is kind of uninspiring for sure um but i would say a couple of things one i agree like holistically sure i do think though crowny was very poor in summer and i also believe that the bds uh, decision was not just a you know how good are these players decision i think you know there was some internal strife let's just say and not, yeah not everyone could stay on the team so it is what it is um uh gilius what do you do you know anything about ice do you like this guy i mean what what i know is that bds was trying to get kazi and yeah. i think they they probably thought they're gonna get kazi yeah. like yeah. this is and then when they were told that they're not getting kazi they were kind of struggling to find an AD carry and I remember co-streaming um, I think it was just NA playoffs like it was some random NA playoffs game and Wunder was in the call and Wunder said yo guys like I just played some solo queue games I think this ice guy is gonna be in the LEC next year that's what he said he's the next Noah because yeah, he, 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 yeah. he played uh, uh, some solo queue games with him and he was really impressed with him so I guess they just got a solid Korean AD carry. Um, I don't think this is an upgrade. Um, like we we don't know, but it's just it's just weird putting a Korean young player with like mostly French speaking players. Like I I guess it's the best position to do it AD carry. Yeah, because yeah. the guy can just clear waves and auto take in team fights and just do his job. So. I, I don't know. BDS just looks the same to me. Like, I don't think much is going to change. Yeah. Yeah. I think the one thing is like, yeah, obviously they tried to get Kazi. The only thing I would say to make them feel a little bit better about not getting Kazi, who obviously I think is really fucking good, is that the last time Kazi and Lavrov played together, it wasn't great. Uh, so, you know, but they're also both better players now than they were then, in my opinion. So... Who can say? But yeah, Kira, what what do you make of this? Right, okay. If anyone does, guess who? What, I, I'm gonna go through Icy's best jams. Are you ready? Aphelios, Jinx, Zera. Perfect. There you go. He's literally uh, what's his name that can't speak English. He's literally what's his name? Uh, no. No. Um, Crowny. He's literally Crowny that oh, can't Crowny. speak English. So basically, supposedly, I was told by many people, lots and lots of league fans and. People have been on the show that Crowney is indispensable to the way that BDS plays. He has a shot caller. He like taught them how to like play the map and do all these things. And now the players have decided that they don't want their ADC to speak any language whatsoever, <laughs> and that they're fed up of listening to their ADC. So it seems like uh, they were like plotting, like holy fucking shit, would he shut the fuck up? Well, I've got an idea. It's like why do we not just go get someone who can't actually communicate and tell us what to do? Um. <laughs> Pretty base, not gonna lie. Kind of crazy that he Crowny isn't in the league for a variety yeah. of reasons. Um, Ice is basically just a stat stick. If you know these, you've you've seen these players a million times. Noah's one, 
um, like, uh, pays as, like, the best version of, like, a stat stick. He's, like, a world level of it, where, like, pretty okay mechanically, like, not super good at anything, will clean up team fights, but has, like, a problem doing the Karzy and Hansama thing, where yeah. they will, like, snap, go forward, and Both attempt to win you the... Yeah, and they'll attempt to win you the unwinnable game. They will not do that. But the good thing about stat sticks is they also usually don't, like, put you in a hole. Yeah. And does BDS need an ADC that's going to be, like, putting them into holes and possibly increasing the variance of the team? Probably not with Adam on it. When you have variance players on opposite sides of the map, it's usually just insane to try and, like, keep that, like, going. We've seen it at Worlds where, like, you know, Adam was at an all-time high and then Crowney was, like, an all-time low and he just how, like, awful it was. So, I don't know if this will make the team better because if they think that, like, they're going to be better without Crowney's voice in the team, that's only something that they'll know themselves. We're going to get to see the repercussions of that action, those actions. Don't know how fucking Nuclear Inc. still has a job, man. That That's the greatest miracle of this. The, the fact that Nuclear Inc. just keeps on surviving. Yeah. It's unbelievable. I, I mean, mean the, yeah, the best thing about Nuclear Int is, uh, wait, Leakpedia, Nook, this guy is 21 years old, and he also just turned 21 recently, so he's still extremely young. Yeah. And, yeah, I agree with you. Like, I didn't expect him to stay in the league for as long as he has been, but now that he played Worlds and he got this experience... He could actually become a good player now. He really just needed this, like, a year, like, 2023 in his career. And there's a high chance he's going to be really good uh, next year. Like, um, Wales can really level you up in many ways. There's like also that, just, like, who do you bring in? By, because this is the thing. It's like, I agree that, in my opinion, even though in spring, for example, I do think he played quite well. I don't think Shio's particularly great either. But, no, he's not. But... It's like, it's also a question of problem and solution. And when it comes to Nuclear Int, for example, because I think there are more solutions you could come up with in jungle, which makes sense. In mid lane, I'm not... There's, like, not that many Takui. players. Like, sorry, go on. Takui. Takui, no, yeah, but Takui was really bad last... Uh, Nuclear's better, for sure. Yeah. You think Nuclear yeah. is better than Takui? 100%. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, before, mm. when they... When um the previous off-season, when Labrov went to... Uh, BDS, I would have rather have had Takui than be told that Nuclear Imp was going to stay there. But now, after seeing Takui play last year and seeing Nuclear Imp play last year, I would take Nuclear Imp over this guy. I, I so, don't think like Nuclear Imp like does like for example like Nuclear Imp like he was good man this year. He was good. Like was when good. he plays like Cass like Cassio and he was like pushing and like Perks is like shit. That was like the best. But I don't even think Perks was good in that like period. Sure, but I think I think Nuclear Inn had like he's not an amazing player. Like, he had a bunch of he had a bunch good, of good like, games. Yeah, he had yeah, a bunch of in a bunch of good games, and he also won BDS some games. I actually don't think currently that Takui could do that. I think Takui can become like as good a player or whatever, but I think currently I'd prefer Nuclear Inn. And to me, this is like obviously super biased, but outside of like backer or something, I don't see someone with a skill set in the ERL mids who is really obviously like should replace him, you know? Like who who do you replace Nuclear Imp with? That's the thing. Put, put I mean, I could that. see I, I could see Abadaga, but oh sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but... you could. Rep 
here's the thing, right? I went back and I remember I talked to you and Nymeera about this, right? I watched every single Azir death in LEC last year, right? How every single Azir that don't get me started get this, right, okay? So I watched how every single Azir died and I've then done a chart of what got them killed, okay? Now, if I was to show you, like, the concentration of nuclear ints, like, Azir deaths, you would, they would blow your mind. Like, my, I cannot look at him the same way after having done that bit of research. Like, uh, I, there, I have, like, there is a game where he dies consecutively four times on, like, Azir and it's just in the most crazy, like, fucked up ways imaginable <laughs> and he has, like, five games of this. Like, mate, I can't get, it's just because I watched just too much of his inting in, like, a space of time. I just cannot Ah, that's, that's where the, the, the hate I, comes from. I, I didn't think he was a good player before. The, I, the thing I said that was good about him, um, Gilles, right, is he mm -hmm. was really good at uh, helping Shio and Adam execute. Like, he would, like, self-sacrifice uh, for them to be able to execute, like, their level ones that they would do, like the chicken... No, I think... Uh, you, you know why we're not on the same page? Like when we're talking about some players, like you, your brain is very screwed in a way where you watched a lot of LPL and LCK and you like try to analyze it really well. When I say a player is good in Europe, it doesn't mean that they're a good player. Like our league is dog shit. <laughs> so I'm trying to like, when we're talking about EU today, this is what this whole talk show is about. I'm talking about in the context of in the league, right? Yeah. So am I, and I think. <laughs> Like, I'm trying my best to give credits, right? Like, in our league. So, yeah. Nuclear Int is just going to be doing totally fine and well yes. next yeah, year, I think. True. That's why I'm yeah, saying, you know what I mean, right? Like, there's the, the okay. competition. Okay, there's some midliners, obviously, that he will struggle against, which he has uh, this year, too. Uh, there's Obviously, there's uh, Caps, Human, Larson, whatever. But... I just don't think Nuclear Int also needs to be the guy in this team to do the magical stuff. Like, first of all, I have big trust in their coaching staff. Like, as I said, Striker, I think, extremely smart, very good. Adam is a, a X Factor every game, dude. Like, yeah. this guy doesn't stop anymore. He used to be every third, fourth game he would pop off. Now he's dangerous every single game. Like, everyone is scared. And then, mm -hmm. as much as I flame Sheo, He's a top five jungler in the league. It's just a fact. Like he, well, what can you say about him? He's he's decent. He's okay. Like even though I flame him a lot because he's so terrible in solo queue, in the official games he locks in the tank champs and he does his job. And he was one of the people who played Ivern to make it to Worlds. Whoever practiced Ivern in 2023 made it to Worlds, bro. Like Razog played Ivern. The oh, Ivern yeah. players all got. Like if you practice Ivern, you just got. The yeah. bounty was By well, the so. way, by the way, how many times, Kira, did I say on this show, like before playoffs, like the whole of summer, every fucking team should just be heavily pri prioring Ivan and it <laughs> will take you to the promised land because that champion is fucking busted and only like half the junglers picked it up. And those were the junglers that all went to Worlds, by the way. They all went to Worlds, yeah. But now, now it's nerfed, right? Now it's a different story. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. back then, bro, if you picked Ivan, you were elite. Yeah, that was crap. <laughs> Here's here's the thing. I, I'll give I'll give the, here's like there's like good and bad with like the uh, coaching staff of BDS. Like I agree. Like they had like good prioritized. They use like Adam effectively. They use nuclear in effectively. They always put shield onto like stuff like matters in the game. Like I like that. I also then see them pick like Samira three games in a row. Like I've seen them do. You know what I mean? Like it's the good and the bad. And that, this is the thing is 
Midland to me is like the god role, okay? It's like a very, 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 very powerful role, right? Okay, and when you have the, the what could be like the best or the second best role in League of Legends historically, and we don't know what it's going to be going into the future, but it, most likely or not, it will matter, right? And you, someone is very like meddling like with it. It's like me giving you like the Ferrari and you only drive it at thirty miles an hour, and that's why I'm like critical of you because. I can talk, we're going to talk about all of that, right? Vito has similar problems to Nuclear Rent, okay? But on the tail end, he is so much better at actually winning you the game when the yeah. other pieces around him aren't as good. And that's, I why, agree with that, yeah. I, that's why I'm so, like, not disparaging of the Nuclear Rent, but he's, like, very rarely, like, net positive. He's either, like, fine to okay or is, like, uh, not I'd like I'd pu push back a tiny bit. Again, like, in, obviously in the context of EU or whatever, but I think generally in lane, Nuclearin is fine. I also think he's a better laner than VTO. I also think that he had a bunch of games this year. He's definitely a better laner than VTO, like a hundred percent. I'd say like, like I'd say like if we were doing like a tier list of laning, by the way, I would have him two tiers above VTO in lane. It's really hard like, to tell because I can't see the POVs. I can only go on the basis of like the health bars that I see. And so in Europe, Europe laning is like the hardest to tell, by the way. Like it really is. Like I mean, sure. I think there's like a lot tell. of ways to tell though. It's not just like when the camera is focused on mid, but how often the players are getting advantages or stop preventing other mids from roaming in like skill matchups and so on. I think like Nuclear Int did completely fine most of the year i think he had multiple games where he was the reason bds won i think he had like a whole bunch of oh, games yeah. where he was actually ahead in mid in super uh, like in during spring he was straight up like bodying people in mid like fairly regularly but yeah, he was good at castle but yeah he was in spring yeah he's good at syndrome he's good he was like playing well on like a lot of picks yeah but... syndrome in game five was really he good plays well, a lot but... of champs yeah <laughs> yeah but, like i remember all of the games but <laughs> yeah it, but i think I think he, he yeah, it, it's, again, because there's no one remotely obvious that I would want to replace him with, I'm completely fine in hindsight, like, with him staying. Like, I really don't Do you think this team with... peaks like it did last year, where it almost wins a split? That's important. That's the context. The thing is, no, I, 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 so this is my prediction in general for the split, is that G2 are going to be generally less complacent. And I don't think anyone's going to, in reality, come close to winning a split <laughs> apart from G2 because these no. teams fucking suck. Like, no one is going to go five games with G2 in a best of series. No, no, no chance. They're well, bad. Not until lineup changes happen, at least. You know, maybe mid season well, Fnatic does something big or whatever. But as of right now, look at these fucking lineups and tell me any of these teams go five games with well, G2. I mean, you, you, we're, we're, you. We're about to get to the team, I think, that can flip it and maybe do it. I, I actually don't think the like budget wise from what I've heard and the plans from the GMs or whatever the fuck they're planning. I, I don't think anyone is spending any money this year. Like mm. we're there's not gonna, Yeah, that's some this year is just gonna be a I think the, the, the league is just sacking this year. Like K Cop is gonna push our league's revenues, I guess. And yeah. like many people will watch it. We will it will be hype as fuck. Like I can't wait, but yeah. Performance-wise at Worlds, it's just going to be the same again. G2 is going to go in. We're all going to hope that G2 goes as high as possible. And the rest is just going to get eliminated. Yep. Like, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, the hope the hope this year, holistically, for, for Europe is that G2 peaks really well at international tournaments. That's the big hope and that we get to watch that. But yeah, here's a nice little prediction for you guys as well because I, I can see it coming. I can see the writing on the wall and I've already seen you know, the ripples in the water. Riot obviously has given way uh, finally to 
putting in the 18 year old requirement because oh, spoiler yeah. alert they're going to announce that they're going to be doing sort of gambling stuff maybe even alcohol at some point whatever and surely but surely that barrier is going to break even more when we're just going to have to accept guys there is no end to esports winter fully unless we embrace the saudi money and it's coming i'm telling you in in three years over half the teams will be owned by Middle Eastern money, by the way. A hundred percent. Spoiler alert, one of them by the end of this year will be owned by Saudi money. So really? that's mm. gonna that's gonna fix a lot of well, I say fix. <laughs> that's gonna make the league a lot more affluent again, let's say. So yeah, I think this is luckily I think this is temporary and players are gonna get paid uh pretty nicely going forward i hope after this year at least. you just got to survive you know yeah exactly yeah just survived this year bro exactly uh right so let's go to the final team which is obviously vitality um whew. so they're keeping photon they promoted daglas now full-time to the uh lec obviously he made his cameo in a zero three last split but i mean he it wasn't really his fault let's be real but no it wasn't uh, yeah so they've got vto in mid lane and they've got the old mad bot lane kazi and hillisang now the thing that actually really stands out for me on this team is i think people if he's been playing the game a lot i think people are in serious fucking trouble in top lane because photon gets to play top lane without junglers you're all getting fucking bodied, by the way. If this guy can return to the form he had when he first came into the league and the the diff this guy had in terms of laning ability versus every up, other top in the league was disgusting, by the way. It was actually revolting. So if he gets to play out laning Adam's phases... The that can do them. Yeah, and that's on like a set few champs as well, you know? <laughs> so it's like, if this guy gets to play his matchups in straight up, you know, like Nuketuck Season 2 1v1v1v1 me on Aram, bro, like it's over for everyone. So that really stands out for me. Um, I'm not super excited by this team as a contender because I do think VTO is like so limited, even though he has classic like strengths and weaknesses. Like this guy's Akali's not winning them a fucking LEC title, bro. Like it's whatever. And, you know, Kazi, one of the best ADCs for sure. Hillisang, his year was like, eh, had some ups, had some downs. It wasn't like old Hillisang, you know, it wasn't like God tier Hillisang. Um, and Daglas is obviously a rookie who I think is fine, but not special is my general uh, take on Daglas, having watched him in like the ERL. So I don't have like big expectations. But again, this is a team that could like make a couple of playoffs just because everyone fucking sucks. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I don't know. Uh, what do you think of this team, Kira? Do you like this team at all? I think this team, if G2 like fumbles it, the, the same way the Mad Lions roster peaked last year with like Heli playing well, Carsey being like the second or best ADC at the time, being a good enough letter for a met for Niske, a lawyer peaking. I think this team could flip a win, um, a, a, a split win if everything like aligns for them. There's just a lot of like strengths, like say like v, it's like a VTO mid meta, and you've got Foot on top, and Carsey's just still want, continues to be the form because we're all here talking about how Sama can, probably going to continue to be the player he is. I don't think know why I wouldn't can apart from that he has been more inconsistent. Like but Hans Sama hasn't always been that consistent as a player, so I, I extend the same gratitude to Carsey. I think that team's like super scary. Like there are ver games I've watched of Mad Lions where uh, there's no other player in the league unless it was Carsey was winning those games. Like not even Hans Sama. Like in those situations, I don't I don't think was consistently winning from those like positions. He was just like a monstrosity and 
Alisang is a really weird player. It, when the game is like static and not, you you win by doing nothing, he is the worst human being to have on your team because he will find a way to like fuck you. But if he if not like he, there, everyone forgets like the games that like he was playing like Pike, he hit like three consecutive Pike hooks in lane and won the game at like three minutes, like some career level like stuff. And so that's the upside that you get with Hillisang. So you know he's a very like Jekyll and Hyde player. Like it's the good and the bad. There is a bit of, like, a variance-like problem in this team where, like, if Karzai's, like, level drops, you've got, like, Vito, Karzai, and Tele all just... could all be all over the place. Um, so that could be a bit scary. But I feel like this team has, like, got, like, the biggest upside to, like, maybe flip a win and beat G2 if, like, G2, like, come down a bit. The other interesting thing, and you're going to all tell me about this, self-made's in the academy, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, basically... If, would they call it basically self-made as in the nursery to see if he can behave and <laughs> if Douglas turns out to be an absolute oompa loompa goon then just stick self-made in the team because to me like self-made's like just one of like the golden child I've put it, I've barely ever seen self-made be bad in tier one League of Legends like I, I Mate, he hasn't played of... tier one League of Legends in a long but fucking I'm... time right I know but I've just I've never seen him be like bad and like Every single time, even when he got like removed, it must have been like internal stuff and all that, where I'm being like a prick. But I don't know, like he's amazing every time I see, and, that, and that's the main thing I care about. And so, if Douglas can't get it done, and you put like self made, I'd be even more inclined to say they could flip a one. Like, well, yeah, sure, but I think the problem is, I I think self made plus VTO is like a horrible oh, personality could... clash. I think that would be doomed. To be, be hilarious to watch, though. Oh yeah, sure. But yeah, Gilius, what what do you think of this team? Um, so first, I think they they got really lucky. I think this offseason, Vitality was waiting a long time with signing players, yeah. and they actually hit the jackpot with waiting so long. I don't know if it was on purpose, but they got like an insane coach who already has won a championship. They got Mac. They got. Um, oh, they got Mac. Then... Yeah, Mac and Pat oh, went they... to Vitality. Oh, yeah. I didn't even realize that. Sorry, yeah, let's let you go. Yeah, so I, I think coach is very important generally in like in a year where you have three splits. So uh, Kazi, Hillisang, fucking insane bot lane. Vitio, I think clutch player, regular season, every year strong, every year strong, even won MVP a few years ago. Um, so you just got a strong mid and bot already. And then Douglas is question mark. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't want to judge him because I've only seen three games where we was put in a shit position. Um and then Photon, obviously, when, when he came in, he was one of the best, or not, not maybe the best top laner back then. Um, always good in Champions queue, solo queue, whatever he plays. This team can be very dangerous, and I agree with the point that this team could just steal a regular season game from G2. Like, they have the individual strength. I find it hilarious that Vitality just was one of the last like they were so late they, yeah. they, yeah. they were they were so late with everything they didn't like it fell into their lap at one point i was asking people like what is vitality doing this off season like everyone is already signing locking and they were like yeah vitality doesn't even know who they're getting and then they end up with this roster i mean it's but you know fantastic. you know what happened basically it's like the other t so Vitality this year are like on budget, right? But Vitality's idea of what a budget is is not the same as other teams. So like the other teams, like Kazi was talking to, for example, like Fnatic, whatever. These people really had like no money. So then they're like, okay, well, 
we heard Vitality is not going to be a super great project or whatever, but let's just talk to them and see. And then Vitality's like, yeah, man, it really sucks. We can't offer you a million. Maybe we can offer you like 400. And they're like, what? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, that's pretty low, dude. But sure, maybe I'll take it. And Fnatic sat there like we offered 160, you know? It's like, this is based, obviously, I've faked the numbers a little bit, you know? But this is basically what happened. Like, quite... That's why I love Vitality. Yeah. It... Dude, like they most, are they are the rich man who doesn't know the price of milk. That is them. But, They're like, but, but I I respect that shit. Like we need that. Like most GMs, it feels like in EU this year they like I don't know maybe they have a WhatsApp group or some shit, and they all decided all the prices for ERL salaries and LEC yeah. salaries, and it's ridiculous. Like if you compare it with the last years, like um, it makes no sense. Like what happened, and then Vitality is probably like for them 300k. Yeah. Or two, yeah, they're not in the group chat. They don't they're give a fuck. The, <laughs> the year went so shitty for them. Maybe they even got kicked out of the WhatsApp group. Yeah. Like uh, they were, they are overspending for years now. They're like, they're just like rebels, you know. They don't care. Like they're just waiting. They they were really sneaky this off season, and they they cooked well, man. Like this, and as you said, self-made is in the academy. If Douglas is the problem, you got self-made. Bring him in, clutch player too. Obviously. Uh, what you said about video self-made, I don't know. <laughs> actually, it might actually work out because if both of them are like mega annoying, Brother. maybe they like like each other because they're like they team up. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. All I'll say I'm... is I've heard this theory on different players over the years, and I've never heard a successful story where it's like, <laughs> ah, they're both dicks, so it works really well. It's usually <laughs> the opposite, you know. Ma and Dande, there you go. They were they were both well, Omega. Let's put it this way: self-made and Nemesis didn't really work too well, did it? So yeah, let's uh, let's see. But you never know. Sometimes unlikely personalities get along. But yeah, I would say the saddest thing to me. If you just look at these lists of like players, and let's just forget about G2, there's not a single team where I'm like, oh, baby, like just imagine if this clicks. Like, even Vitality, okay, yeah, cool. Like, good bot lane. VTO has like a, a bunch of upside, I guess. Photon, whatever, but it doesn't speak English. It's like there's nothing, there's no team. I'll just put it this way yeah. there's no team where I would be excited if you told me they're going to play it internationally. Every team, no. I'd think, oh no, oh no. no shots. Even Vitality, I'd be like, oh no, please no. So... I think it's, I think it's a like it's kind of unlucky timing this year because players like Nemesis wanted to play LEC, Inspired wanted to play LEC, yeah. and now 2024 had to be the the winter of how do you call it? Yeah, esports winter. Esports winter. It's so bad timing for esports winter because mm. there could have been so insane players playing. Um, and we could have been so strong, but yeah, just unlucky timing and then inspired pieces out, you know, he went to NA, so we're fucked, you know, like we're not getting him back, I think anytime soon, unless I he mean, gets f fired or something. Mad one. Someone pointed this out to me. Nuclear has now played longer than Nemesis at tier one. Yeah, it makes sense. That's yeah. mental, eh? That's fucking like the nuclear. I ne it. Nemesis hasn't played much, man. He, yeah, it, he played um, one year. That's it. No, no. He played two? two introduction year and then he played the year uh, the year after with the only one. But I mean, the thing with Nemesis, so it's like I don't think Nemesis was that great when he was in the league. Like he was good, he was fine or whatever. I think he's probably this is guessing, of course, because he's not played comp. I would guess he's probably much better now because that guy's just yeah. been sat in Korea playing against like some of the best mid lane laners in the world, like 
day after day after day and yeah. he's a bit he's a bit older and more mature as well probably but, you know so like, I wouldn't be surprised like if he just comes into LEC and just like shits on everyone yeah for like, sure our... dude like uh, no joke if like and I've said a lot of things like publicly of things I don't like about Nemesis or whatever but if you told me he was gonna play without complete inters in his team right so at least like an okay team where he doesn't have to worry about like three man mid all the time I would think I would think he'll be the best laner for sure, the best laner and one of the best mids, like definitely. What definitely. watching him on Chovy's streams is like so funny, like or like when you see him like in like games and he's like playing like at the odd like top lane and that is like they're so funny to like watch those like games. Interesting one here, but just like think, see if Nemesis was on the uh, Mad Lions team, just head cannon it. What would you think? Mad Lions. Yeah, instead of Frisco there, if it was just Nemesis. I mean, they're still not good. But nah, bro. He it's... wouldn't even join that. He wouldn't even consider no, joining that yeah. team. If he sees, if he reads the first name, Mervyn, he's already <laughs> nope. Yeah. Like Nemes is the kind of guy he only joins a roster where he thinks everyone is good. Yeah. Oh, that that crack, that was good. Like, nah. Yeah. No chance. Like good. I, I would like to see, like, if you put, I don't know, if if Kazi had gone to BDS and then uh, Nemesis was on BDS, that would be fucking fire. Like, Nemesis that just would be good exciting. at the team rosters. Dog. That sounds good, yeah. yeah. Dog. Dog. Or, or, <laughs> like, it, or even like K Corp or something, if all the upside of K Corp turned up heads, you know, which is a big if, but like. I don't, I don't think Nemesis would appreciate Adam roaming to his lane level five for four though. Like I don't, I don't no. think Nemesis would fuck with that. It, it would hit F one and like look at top lane and be like, fucking hell, three minions just died. There goes a cannon. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, and like Nem Nemesis would probably tell Adam to fuck off, and then Adam would get stubborn as he is as his personality. He would just like stay mid a bit longer. Their team explodes in two weeks, man. No chance. No chance. Well, it would be a good two weeks, though. Remember, regular season is only three weeks these days. True, right? actually, so, yeah. There you no. go. No. <laughs> two weeks is a banger. But anyway, yeah, that's going to be it from us, guys. We will do a tier list show at some point, but it'll be much closer to the start of the season. So I can, well, basically, so I can peep on everyone's scrims and then make really cheeky opinions that I pretend yeah. are my own, but actually just yeah. based on scrim <laughs> results. So, uh, me like you did last year, yeah. <laughs> All I'm saying is that I had a good read. We'll never know what the reasons were for that. Anyway, <laughs> thank you guys all for watching and uh, we'll see you next time.